It's November 17th, 2023. I am Atrial Pearl, and it's time to get in the weeds here on Fightful Overbooked. Lots going on today. A busy, busy weekend coming up and a busy uh, couple of days since we were last on the air. Jeremy Lambert's here. Hello, one of the best. I would call you actually the best, but he's here today. One of the world's best. At what? I don't know. Just one of the world's best. Could, Could be white people. Could be person wearing a white shirt. I don't know. Drinking one of the world's best at drinking water. Just one of the world's best, Joel. Everyone is the best at something, and I guess you're targeting your market of what you're the best at. Don't do that. Please stop that. You're not. You're definitely not Kenny Omega. One of the world's best. That's how. That's how me and Kenny Omega, another one of the world's best, drink our water. That's true. Wait a minute. That's not true at all. That's that the the fact about drinking the water. That's probably true, but. You and I mean, Kenny's good at what he does. I guess you're good at what you do. Yeah, you know what? There's some credence to your point. I will accept it. I will take it. That's fine. Uh, yeah, it's Friday. How you doing? We're getting into a busy weekend. Oh, it's a very busy weekend. So I got, I got, I'm supposed to do an interview today with a big WWE superstar. And Sean messaged me. He offered it up to me because Sean had something to do. And now Sean doesn't have anything to do. And he's like, you can still do it if you'd like, or, you know, I can do it. Uh, I, it's not that I'm, I didn't think we were going to get into this early, but here we go. It's not that I'm like afraid to do these interviews. I've interviewed WWE people before one. I I think Sean, that is, you know, he's the face of Fightful. I feel like it it looks better if he does these interviews Two, I will fully admit, I don't like doing solo interviews. Um, I feel more comfortable if I have someone like Jensen or Joel there with me because we can kind of play off each other. I can kind of breathe for a second. So, uh, um, yeah, like I, I don't like doing a ton of solo interviews. So I'm going to put it out to the chat. Like, should I do this interview or, or should I let, let Sean do it? Chat, let him know. Let us know. And while you're dropping that thumbs up on the video and subscribing to us at Fightful Overbooked, Tell us in the chat. You don't have to donate a super chat. We will take your super chats. Those those are great. Any amount of question statement right on the air. But just you can put it in the chat. Should Jeremy do this interview? Uh, <laughs> Jeff Valley Driver immediately gets it right. Less work seems good. Yeah, less work does seem good, honestly. <laughs> we're going to get to all. They're already getting into it. And you know what? We're going to get into it right now. Our guest has arrived. If he's ready, he can give me a thumbs up in the back and we can get right to it. Very, very, very excited to welcome our guest at this time. He's going to be competing at MLW Fightland this Saturday in Philadelphia. It's also on Fight Plus. Go check this out. He's a member of the calling. He's one half of the MLW Tag Team Champions. He is the MLW National Open Weight Champion. He is the one, the only Ricky Shane Page. Hello, RSP. Yo, what's up, everybody? Doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's cat jumping on me, but I'm good. That's the best <laughs> part of these interviews. We, we've yeah. met so many pets along the way. <laughs> yeah, that's Randy. <laughs> I appreciate appreciate you this morning, Ricky. I don't know. Yes. Are you in are you in Ohio? Or are you where the MLW show is? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in Cleveland right now. I'm le- we're leaving today. I'm gonna. Uh, we're hitting the road or a little, a little bit. Okay. I, I'm also in, in Ohio. I'm probably oh, where at? Uh, Akron. We'll call it. We'll call it Akron. Uh, yeah. I'm like uh, west side of Cleveland. About 45 minutes. Yeah. I'm like west side of Cleveland, like uh, Elyria. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Not uh, too far. I dig- Say I all all the 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 Ohioans, you know, we we always praise Ohio. I'm a I'm a transplant. I did not live here. Okay. But uh, 
you know, for for the people outside of Ohio, they bury Ohio, and I kind of sometimes think rightfully so. You know, give it give us something good about Ohio. Um, that I mean, it's hard for me to give you something bad. Uh, <laughs> I love it here. This is like my home. This is like uh, I moved out when I was a kid, but uh, I always ended up back in Ohio, and uh, so I just like it. I don't know. People are nicer. Uh, it's just a bit slower. I think. The reason I think Ohio's so cool is that for three months out of the year, like we all have to kind of hunker down together and not die. So, um, <laughs> so I feel like everybody's just a little bit more laid back in the Midwest. Personally, for me, why I loved it when I was coming up wrestling is that it was just in the middle of everywhere. Like, you know, Ohio's very central. It's five hours to get to Chicago. It's, you know, five hours to get to Buff- uh, to Toronto. It's three hours to get to Buffalo. You can get to Tennessee in the eight hours. You can get to New York in six. It's like, it's just right in the middle. So I would just drive everywhere I could. Yeah. Pittsburgh's like an hour and a half away. Yeah. It's, well. a, yeah, like, like, yeah it, it's great. So you brought up you brought up Toronto. That's where I am, and that's where I've mostly seen you perform. Um, can you bury Hamilton, Ontario, while you're at it? Uh, no, I friggin' love Hamilton. I hate Toronto, dude. My God, <laughs> dude, learn how to do some traffic, bro. It takes forty five minutes to get anywhere in that town. I hate it, Jeremy. You don't even have to ask the question that we ask everybody. I will fight RSP on my own time. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I do like Toronto for the food, man. Like that, there's like it's such good food scene in the good city i i like i like visiting cities i just couldn't live in toronto it's too much for me i'm just too much of like ohio midwest boy i get it but i love hamilton but because i'll tell you why is those because like that's those are my people like that's the kind of, i'm just like white trash like trailer park kind of guy that's me so hamilton i was the king of hamilton i love hamilton i loved wrestling there when I, uh when alpha one was running there a long time ago so we're gonna yeah. we're gonna talk about uh, about a one. Let's let's <laughs> let's talk about MLW because that's why we're here. We're talking about Fightland. Yes. We're talking about your ladder match for the MLW World Tag Team Championships. You're going to be taking on one called Manders and Matthew Justice, second gear crew. You guys have been attached at the hip basically ever since you came in to MLW. Uh, catch people up on the story, but also how do you keep coming back to these guys when there's a huge roster of talent in MLW? You know what's funny? It's that um, I've been attached to these guys long before MLW. Uh, it just seems to happen that we gravitate towards each other. It's happened even more now since uh, MLW. We both, all of us, started working at MLW. We started getting, you know, it's starting to take to the indies where I've wrestled those guys in Toronto or Mississauga, and uh, I've, you know, wrestled those guys in Ohio, like Southern Ohio and Dayton. So like, they're just following me around at this point. They're annoying. I can tell you that much. I've known Matt Justice since he was like 16 years old. So, uh, you know, because he again another Ohio kid. So. Um, I've known him forever. So yeah, it's, it's been wild to see how the feud has like just kind of spread out everywhere with different parts of the faction and, and, and that, no, like there's different people in SGC and now we have like cannibal and the calling and stuff. So I'm excited to see the Indies pick up even more on it and just, we'll just wrestle each other forever. Can you guarantee that this is going to like have a finish? You know, people will watch the tables match, no contest and a tables match. Like, Oh, what do we do? We gotta have a finish in this ladder match, I mean, right? Listen, there's only one way to bring the belts down. So, unless there's some sort of uh, the belt gets caught in a rafter and Matt Justice is hanging <laughs> by his feet up there somehow. But I mean, listen, he's he's a maniac. So is Akira. So I could. Uh, who knows what could actually happen? But there there's a there's only one way to win. So I'm I'm assuming that uh, you know it'll probably be me. I'm just gonna go up there and grab the belts and then uh, it'll be done. 
do the King of the Ring '99 finish where they keep raising up the, uh, the belts. And <laughs> yeah, and then I'll just I'll I'll do the the Jeff Hardy and pull it off and fall down for the for the Terry Invitational Tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you've had a lot of, uh, we'll call them kind of plunder matches in MLW. The Weapons of Mass Destruction in Shake of Fat 2, Falls Count Anywhere against one called Manders. What are your your favorite weapons to use? And what weapons are you just like, yeah, don't don't like dealing with those? Um, What my favorite? I like chairs and tables. Um, They're just, I think people kind of look at them as like the, oh, those are the normal ones. And they just kind of don't. They don't get creative with them. I like getting creative with that stuff. Um, I don't really like barbed wire particularly, but uh, you know it's made to herd cattle. It uh, it hurts. Um, and uh, but you know, as far as like when I was used to doing death matches, like the worst thing of all time was gusset plates. So uh, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Now I got to I got to hear why cuz I've heard a lot of people talk about gusset plates I need to hear your perspective on okay so much <laughs> um so to like just normal people and fans they don't really understand what those things are and how fucking dangerous they oh sorry I'm just cussing how dangerous they are <laughs> uh they're like they're like this big they're metal steel and there's just about a 100 like little tiny razor blades sitting off of it and what they are is they're they're made to go on like the joists of houses and like building frames to hold the two pieces of wood together a little. It's basically made to put together houses. So people are just, you know, landing on them, pounding them into each other's foreheads. They just completely shred you up. So uh no thanks. I get it. I do. I love it. Jeremy, by the way, asked about, you know, all the plunder matches because my question was going to be, will you ever have a straight up no stipulation match in MLW? Because he had like <laughs> one of them and I think it was actually against, believe it or not, Matthew Justice. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. <laughs> would you want? I would to? like to. I'd like to uh, show that I can, uh, you know, just get in there and do have a technical match. But honestly, I like I like what I'm doing. Like, it's fun. Um, it's different than what everybody else is doing. I, I always like doing stuff that's different than everybody else because you just stand out and, uh, and like, you know, I'm not the best wrestler in the world. I'm not, you know, I'm not Zack Sabre Jr. over here, but, uh, you know, I, I like to show everybody every once in a while, but I do that in, in my hardcore matches. I like to put in a little bit of my wrestling in there. So listen, I'm going to do whatever the boss tells me that, that that's, that's at the end of the day. <laughs> I want to I want to bring this up. It was it was big on social media the other week. The the I I don't know if it's infamous, but the Beyond Wrestling tweet about oh God. phones. Yeah. <laughs> so you know the so for those who don't know, Beyond Wrestling is like, hey, you guys ever been to a comedy club? You know they kind of take your phone. Uh, how would you feel about this in, in a wrestling event? And, and you jumped in on this and went back and forth. Uh, I spoke with Dominic Garini um, yesterday, Wednesday. Wednesday. Spoke to Dominic Garini about on this uh, about this on Wednesday. Got his thoughts on things, and I think on Twitter a lot of stuff gets lost in context and argument, yeah. right? Like it's not the best platform to get into a discussion. That's why I talk somebody. so much about it because I was so sick of people just screaming and being rude. I was like, no, you're gonna we're gonna have an actual conversation about this. Like, stop being rude. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to have an actual conversation yeah. about this. Like your your perspective on phones not you know fans not having phones at kind of independent events like your overall perspective on it so i asked beyond to tweet that 
Um, because Beyond, I'm friends with Drew Cordero. I help start Beyond, and and he will always just put out some tweets, some like kind of marketing tweets. Because Drew has a degree in marketing, which a lot of people probably don't know about him. Um, so I was like, hey, I was, I was like, man, I've been watching a lot of comedy shows and like podcasts, and they always talk about those yonder bags and like taking your phones and stuff. So I was like, I wonder if that could work at a wrestling show. I was like, oh, Drew, can you just you know post this on Twitter and see what people's reactions were? And they were just so mean. And, like, specifically to him, like, because it was Drew. I don't know why. People, Drew rubs people the wrong way, probably because he tells the truth. And um, they just were so rude and just went after it. It was crazy, the reaction it got. I just thought a wrestling show would be a little bit better if people weren't so concerned with their phones. Um, I understand the argument of, like, it's free publicity. But, like, at the end of the day... You know, a lot of these these fans and people that are taking pictures have thirty followers. It's it yes, it's free, but I at the at, for me at the cost of the show. Like I feel like people aren't engaged as much. And again, it was just an idea. Just I wanted to see what people thought about it. Um, no one said they were doing it. No one said anything. Everybody's like, I wouldn't hand my phone over to a wrestling promoter. It's like, okay, well, if you wouldn't hand your phone over to that person, why are you going to that show? You don't trust that person enough. You don't like that person enough to, to hand them your cell phone. And you're going to the show and giving that person money. So I just uh, I just didn't really understand all the hate behind it. I, I would welcome someone taking my phone. I'm not attached to my phone like a lot of people. But it, even if I was, like, obviously I do because of wrestling and stuff. But, like, I would just give my phone over for two hours. It's two hours. I just didn't get, I didn't understand the hate behind it. It was crazy to me. Like, it was just, like. People were so rude and mean and just like, it really is a snapshot of Twitter and how I think a lot of wrestling uh, companies, fans, promoters, podcasts need to really not worry about social media so much because it's, it's well, very toxic. The, the hate, I mean, I, yeah. I saw some of the stuff, people take it way too extreme, too toxic and stuff, but do you understand the, the general concern of like handing your phone over, like we have kids. I don't feel too super comfortable about not having my phone for two hours and my kids need me. Sure. No, for sure. I I totally understand that part of it. But like, also like, I don't know if you ever looked into anything with those, um, those bags, like you have your phone with you, they give you this bag and you just have it and then you can't use it. That's all it was. That, that was another thing that really made me mad and frustrated about the thing is just like, well, you, what are you going to do? Just I'm just going to put it in your pocket? It was like, no, dude. It said in the tweet, like they do at comedy shows. So, like, that's probably where we're talking about the bag. And then everybody's like, well, indie promoters aren't going to be able to afford that. Yeah, obviously. This is a hypothetical question, guys. That's what really uh, annoyed me about it. But I understand the the health concerns and the, and the children and all that stuff. But I get that. I really do. Um, but I just, in my opinion, I think that people would have more fun at shows. Because when I'm out there wrestling and I look and all I see is someone with their phone in front of their face, not even looking at me. They're looking at their phone through, they're looking at me through their phone. It's weird. Yeah. I'm going to bring up a couple couple more points. Sure, sure. Um, one is that some people, some people aren't looking for clout on this. Some sure. people just like to take photos for, for memories and stuff, put them on Facebook. It's like, oh yeah, a year ago I went to this show and like that was really fun and everything. Like I... I 
my wife takes photos. She does not want any type of clout or anything. Sure, sure, she does sure. not tweet them to for that. It's like, oh yeah, a year ago I went to the show, did all of this. Like you understand that not everybody is looking for some type of like, hey, let me go viral off of this clip. No, for sure, I understand that. Uh, which I never, and I, I don't think everybody is, but like, I, I don't know. I just this is just a personal thing. Like I just, I'm not a picture guy. Uh, <laughs> this happened to me one time. See, I'm not either. My wife takes all the I photos. Was in, I was in Japan and I was at the Tokyo Dome and I was like standing next to it, looking at it. Like I was like, "Oh, this is crazy!" And all my friends are like taking pictures of it and stuff. And and, and one of my friend, kid like us, he's from um, England. He was like, "You're gonna take a picture?" And I was like, "I'm not gonna forget this. I'm in Tokyo, standing in front of the Tokyo Dome, dude. Like, I will never, ever, ever forget this ever again in my life." So. Maybe it's just a me thing, you know. I'm not really a picture guy, but th- but you have to admit too, there are a lot of fans that are just a little bit obsessed with the phones. They're too, they're trying to, they're making like YouTube accounts and thinking that they're trying to call themselves media. And it's like, just watch the show, man. Just watch the show. <laughs> that's that's kind of where I am. But I definitely get everybody's points, and that's why I was talking to everybody and like anybody that was being respectful and nice, I would message, I would um, reply to them. So. And I got everybody's perspectives and that's how it's supposed to be. That's how we're, you know, as humans, we're supposed to talk to each other. So I th- I found it really refreshing, even though it was a bit, a bit of drama, but I did get to talk to some people. I did get to see some concerns and I was kind of, you know, in my head, I was like, okay, maybe the bag thing isn't, isn't what people need. That's why I, I had Drew ask the question. It was a very simple thing and it could have been a simple outcome, but uh, people just got real crazy about it. <laughs> And then uh, my last one, this isn't so much about like the phones. Mm -hmm. It's kind of just about like going viral and clips and stuff. Like I do a lot of results posts for Fightful. And when I do that, I embed media. A lot of it does come from like fan clips and stuff. Do you think like promotions can do a better job of sort of posting clips of their own stuff? Because most of the clips I see are retweeted from fans and stuff. Like personally, like when I go to a promotional account and stuff, I don't see them posting enough clips of wrestlers to help out and, and get that stuff out. Sure. I, I agree. But I also think that so many fans posting and those fans are any their own algorithms that it just, it will ever, it'll kill the promotion, even be able to get it out there for people to see it before, because once a clip goes out that it's viral, Nobody, no one wants to see the second angle. You know what I mean? So like, I get that. I understand the, like the free, the free publicity and all that. I I, get, I do. And it's nice, but the sample size is just so small that like, I don't, th- that's what the people, that's what drives me nuts about wrestling is that there's such a, you're looking through it like this, like Twitter is so small, add wrestling fans to that, then add indie wrestling fans to that. And it, it just keeps getting smaller and smaller. And it's just like, you can't make all your decisions based off of that, off of Twitter and things like that. But I understand why you do, because you can go viral. You can make money off of it. It happens. But I think people put way too much importance on it is my thing. Is like, yes, we need to have clips. We need to have videos. But like everybody is just a bit too about it. Like just relax, watch the show. But I definitely understand people wanting to take pictures and stuff and like, and, and videos going viral and, and promotions need to be way better about it, uh, about posts on social media. Like there's definitely not enough, like, you know, the big promotions do it very well, but I think on the, on the indie level, like it's not nearly as, as much as it should be. 
See, I'm, I'm I appreciate you. I was gonna say I'm, I'm a, a middle of the road mediator type of guy. And the immediate thing that I thought of was if people aren't going to give up their phones for the safety reasons and the reasons that we're talking about, I, I get it. Um, would it be beneficial for the ring announcer at the top of the match or middle of the show, whatever, just to put something out there? Just like, hey, let's all have a good time. Put your phones away. Let's watch the show. There's a, there, I think there's a way to do it that doesn't involve the audience having to give something up, which to them is attached to them all the time, right? Yes, I, I totally agree. I think that, that if, if like, let's say the market research for that for me, if I was going to run a show for some reason down the road, you know, uh, I think that is the way to go is to be like, hey, guys, we're just going to we're going to try to stay off our phones. Like, you want to take some pictures and videos? That's that's obviously cool. But like, you know, we're just going to try to stay off our phones tonight. That, that's I think that's the best way to do it. But again, like, I don't think people should attack anyone for asking a question. No, sure. and yeah. look, that's where that's where Twitter is going to just be Twitter of they're going to be like, no, it's always the extreme of one side. Yeah. Right. And that's why I wanted, that's why I wanted to bring it up here because it's like, Hey, we're, I feel all level headed and we can just have this discussion no, and sure. not attack each other. Well, so I appreciate uh, your comments on that. Yeah, Hopefully dude. people listening to this, uh, understand the perspective a bit more. Yeah. That, that's instead everybody, of everybody, attack, attack. Everybody kept tweeting like, Oh, are you mad? And I was like, no, I, I'm not. <laughs> Like, I'm literally, like, me and Drew were texting each other laughing. Like, why is everybody yelling at us? Like, this is crazy. But, yeah, no. Like, I wasn't mad at all. I just asked the question. I, I, I still find it funny. Listen, Drew, got, Beyond got a bunch of followers. I got a bunch of followers. Like, whatever. <laughs> it's a super serious yeah. business, Ricky. Didn't you know? Everything is very serious yes, all the wrestling. time. Wrestling. It's, just, it's wild, man. It's fun. It, I just love it. It makes me laugh. Hey, uh, when, you, uh, when, you, when you did some shots with AEW, Whose idea was it to uh, put you in a team with two other acronyms to face Paul White? It was um, I would SK. I would only assume that that was Tony. I would, I could just assume that Tony thought that was funny and 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 uh, and did it because uh, Tony Tony was like pretty hands on with. Stuff. I remember when I wrestled um, Danny Garcia at some dark tapings in the, in Orlando before the match. Like uh, Tony got up and like took his headset off and was like, "Hey, you guys have never wrestled each other." And I was like, "Oh." no no we haven't he's like i couldn't believe it he's like you guys have been on indies with each other so many times you never had a match he's like that's why i booked it have fun and i was like oh thanks dude so like he pays attention so i bet he was like oh vsk cpa rsp that's funny and then just did it it was funny because listen it was two years ago and people still ask me about it <laughs> i i don't think people realize do realize like how much tony pay pays attention uh we we talked to aaron mercer and he was about to wrestle akira in a death match like a week later he's like yeah we're gonna put you in a tag team on AEW. it's like oh wait i'm about to wrestle him in a, in a oh not not akira a masada mm -hmm. in a death match and then they just became a tag team so yes tony khan probably was paying attention it was like this will be this will be funny this will get over. yeah he loves wrestling I, I don't think people realize about about him how much tony loves wrestling i believe it i really do you want to go ahead jeremy Oh, I was going to ask to kind of follow up on the the dark tapings. You know, what what was the overall experience like that, like uh, backstage and just any feedback you got from anybody? Uh, it was great. Uh, I um I've never had a bad time there. Um, it was a real hectic locker room back then. I think they were still kind of trying to get their footing. That was like when Punk first came in, so there was a lot of moving parts. So um, I feel like I kind of got lost in the shuffle, rightfully so. <laughs> uh, I was you know just a good jobber on dark, but. I got really, really, really good matches, and they always treated me really well. And, like, I mean, I got to wrestle Matt Hardy, like, one-on-one. -on -one. So uh, they let me do stuff that they probably wouldn't have let other extras do because 
Tony pays attention and, know, and knew who I was. So he trusted me to be in there with, you know, Big Show and, and Matt Hardy and Darby and John Moxley and, you know, guys like that. So I, I had a great time. It was so much fun there. Um, I, I not, Nothing bad to say about, about AEW mentioned earlier about uh, seeing you up here in my neck of the woods greek town wrestling let's talk about working with masato tanaka the in man, a ladder man. match no less what was that experience like the man he's the best he still goes he's crazy he was going he still wanted to do all sorts of stuff and doing door tornado ddt off the top rope through a table like just the absolute maniac uh my, like legit probably one of my favorite wrestlers of all time like i saw him on ecw and he had a bunch of scars and i was like well i'm gonna do death matches and uh so i started doing death matches because of him uh, i do the roaring elbow i always have done the roaring elbow uh my old wrestling school was called the roaring elbow wrestling academy so tanaka's like my guy and uh so it was really cool and greek town's fun i love wrestling in hamilton Hamilton is like one of my, like I said, one of my towns, one of my homes. So it was just a surreal experience. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, yeah, you said it yourself. He was your guy and you got to be in the ring with, with your guy. Uh, you talk yeah. about Hamilton, the return of A1 Wrestling will be coming up, a staple for RSP for years. Uh, we're going to be seeing you, aren't we? 100%. I will be there. Well, there you go. Uh, I have barely, I missed one show one alpha one show since the day i since my first one i only ever missed one and i was in england or japan or something and i've actually been from that stretch i have been to more alpha one shows than ethan page because uh, <laughs> uh one of the shows i had to run for him because he wasn't there so uh yeah i love alpha one it's like where i did a lot of growing up uh Ethan Page gave me a really good run there and let me wrestle a lot of good people. And uh, I drove to Hamilton once a month for like five years. And uh, <laughs> it was awesome. I loved it. I cannot wait to go back. As we started to wind down here, Ricky, we're going to bring it back to MLW and working with Raven in, in the calling. Praised as you know, one of the best minds in wrestling history. What have your experiences with Raven been like? The best. Uh He's been so cool, uh, very, very helpful with knowledge and, and um, being like, hey, do you want, want to call your match to me? Like, well, let's go over this promo. Like, you know, he uh, I got the first tapings when, uh, that he was there. Um, um, I had met him a long time ago, but uh, back in the day. But when like I got home and I got like a text and it was just like, hey, it's Raven. And I'm like, what the <laughs> like oh man okay <laughs> and like he got my number from like court or something i have no idea how he got it and he just wanted to like send me these like jackets that he thought I would, uh, that i would like and he's just been really cool very helpful um i told a story on another interview where he just kind of like put me in my place one day uh which i loved it and i needed it because i was i was doing a lot on these tapings and and i was bitching i was like what the i'm like i'm doing too much guys like i can't keep up with this blah 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 and he pulled me aside and he was just like hey shut up. And I was like, what? He's like, shut up. He's like, they're pushing you. Shut up. Stop complaining. Do what you're told. And I go, okay, yes, sir. No problem. And I just did it. And, and he was right. He was totally right. Like, I was like, what are you, what are you, what are you bitching about? Like, the, oh, you have a lot of stuff to do on the TV show and you're on TV a lot. Oh no. Like, and I was like, yeah, dude, you're right. Like my bad. And I said, you know, apologize to him. I said, thank you. And then, uh, I went about my day, but yeah, he's been the man. 
I have something that I do with all the wrestlers now. It's it's a fun game that I have. It's called okay. Partner Promo Punch in the Face. Pretty straightforward. Cool. You're gonna pick one guy you're gonna partner with, one guy you're gonna do a promo battle with, and one guy you're gonna punch in the face. Have a singles one on one match. This is a very I special edition. This is the Rascals edition. There are four, oh. but we're gonna do three. Myron, oh, no. Trey Miguel, Zachary Wentz. Partner promo punch in the face. Wait, who's the which? Which the third one? We're doing Reed, Miguel, and Wentz. Oh, Dookie, I'm gonna have to punch you in the face. Oh no, <laughs> partner. Zach. I love Zach. He's like one of my favorite people ever. Uh, definitely going to partner with Zach. Going to promo with Trey because he's hilarious. And I got I to gotta punch Dookie in the face. My bad, Dookie. Uh, he's great, though. So we'll have a good match. So I love the Rascals, man. They're like some of my – like when, I, when uh, they first kind of started coming around, I wrestled them a lot down in Dayton for Rockstar Pro when they were just like kids and stuff. And seeing them go and do as – much as they have has been like really really cool just like good dudes even des too like just four of the best dudes super humble and just like the best to hang out with so good uh, good crew to pick for what is it punch partner and promo i really like that I'm, that's going in the car please do yeah that's a car that's a car game now for sure <laughs> good yeah. uh ricky we want to thank you again for joining us today let everybody know where they can find you at and uh mlw Fightland this weekend yeah i'm at ricky shane page on everything guys uh twitter instagram facebook youtube twitch i don't really twitch anymore but uh yeah and then uh mlw.com and watch the show on fight this weekend so you know, it's gonna be sick mlw's on a run man i think uh we're really making some strides in, in uh showing people like what we can do and then having really good shows. The roster's really coming together and, and everybody's just busting ass. And, and I'm really excited about the future and what we're going to be doing. And, and I think people are going to be pumped. So check out MLW. It gets, it gets slept on for whatever reason, probably because it doesn't get a lot of Twitter play, but who cares? There's <laughs> They shows. do a great job of tweeting out stuff, they by do. the way. They're they always do. tweeting clips. They do, but some for some reason they're not in that algorithm. So it's just, yeah. that's what people don't understand. It's like, they're not it's just it's a it's a robot in san diego somewhere that's like going no everybody look at this <laughs> so like it, anyways don't get me off on an old man tangent but follow mlw mlw sick we're selling out shows and like the shows are good they're well produced they're put together good and they're fun to watch so please just come out and come to the show watch it on fight whatever you can 2300 arena in philly hosts mlw Fightland this saturday night november 18th uh, tickets, there are a couple available. $15 is what they're saying on the site. They will sell out. You can watch it on Fight Plus. Go catch the calling. Ricky Shane, Page, and Akira. They're going to put their tag titles on the line in a ladder match against yes. Second Gear Crew, one called Manders, Matthew Justice. Very much looking forward to the show. Ricky Shane, Page, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. Take care. Thank you. You too. There you go. The one, the only Ricky Shane, Page. That was fantastic. Makes me happy yeah. when we get to talk to these guys and girls. Ricky Shane Page. Uh, I've, I've had very brief conversations with him over the past few days uh, just to get everything set up and, you know, always very polite. I, I don't know if that, I feel like that came across in that interview too, but he's like, oh yeah, yep, thank you. No problem. Like all good. Appreciate it. Like I was like, oh, thanks man. Uh, so yeah, very generous with this time this morning. We talked about the phone stuff. I know that was a big deal on social media a couple weeks ago and like so, Twitter's not the place to have that discussion, right? Like it's, it's always going to, no matter what, I always bring this up of like, somebody can tweet 
uh, I like pancakes. And he's like, wait, so you hate waffles? Like, no, dude, that's not it at all. And that's just how it goes with anything. So hopefully you got a, you heard a more nuanced, balanced take from Ricky instead of, uh, but yeah, if you look at his replies and stuff, like he's trying to have the discussion. Some people get it. Other people are of course yelling. So, well, bring it up. Let's have the discussion. And, you know, hopefully people understood his side of things a little bit more. And I, I feel, you know, we did a good job of like, bringing concerns that fans might have with, with this kind of stuff or, you know, reasons that fans might have for this kind of stuff. So we don't want to spend the whole time on it. We probably could have, but we don't want to spend the whole time on it. We got, we got into it as much as we could. Yeah. And it, again, I, I enjoyed the conversation. I was largely out of it. I just wanted to get my, my last point in because I do find that there's a middle ground and I'm glad that we kind of all had a chance to say our piece. And yeah, like people are saying in the chat, you know, Twitter's not real life and it's not. It's Some not. people just want to get their point off because they think they, it, again, everyone's experiences are different and everyone lives their life based on their experience and they take things differently. And sometimes context is completely lost in these conversations. So doing it like this, yeah, always, always much more helpful. And again, RSP Ricky is uh, someone who is very respectful, as you said, and someone who's also very smart in this wrestling business. So good, uh, a good conversation with him. That was, uh, that was fun. I liked it. Now let's get into a bunch of Twitter discussion, Joel. <laughs> yes. Are we, are we, do we have interest in signing Kazuchika Okada? Do we have interest? I mean, if Okada yeah. wants to sign and be on this show, sure. Yeah. Let's, uh, come on, Okada, come on our show. Someone report that in the weeds is interested in, uh, in, in signing Kazuchika Okada. Everyone else is putting it out there who's interested. So why can't we? We can be, we're interested in signing him. We probably can't make the offer he would he would like, but uh, you know, we could be very nice to him. I'll teach him how to do that money clip. That move sucks. It does. I just want to see him host uh, partner punch in the face and promo. We should we should actually we should get Draymond Green to show him how to do the money clip. Draymond does it much better than Okada. Your partner punch promos catching on. I don't know if I like this. I first of all, I will pull back the curtain. I did not even plan on doing this with RSP. I had a different question entirely. And then I was like, who are some Ohio wrestlers? And I was like, oh, Trey. Oh, let's get these guys in. And I just knew there was a history there. There's a lot of Ohio wrestlers. It's it's honestly like, you know, we had Garini on spotlight. He's he's another Ohio guy. He was talking about all the Derek Dillinger and Josh Bishop, who are Ohio guys. I feel like we get a lot of Ohio talent on this show. Ohio is like, like just awful. I mean, yeah, but like it is kind of a wrestling. Like it brings a lot of wrestlers there. Like John Moxley, I was an Ohio guy. You know, like oh, Johnny Gargano, The Miz, the greatest worker of all time, The Miz. Right. Ohio, like right. Ohio does produce wrestlers, man. It does, and also it comes down to. Uh, the timing right who who's on the up and who's watching you locally and then who gets into you based on where you're from like there it just comes and goes from different places minnesota at one time that was the thing california is on the upswing like it's been different people at different times based on how uh how not just popular but also how successful they become working in the professional wrestling world so yeah a lot of people from ohio it's it's just a working class uh Working class state, Jeremy, of wrestlers. Yeah, the Nemeth, they're from Ohio as well. I mean, look, I don't disagree, but let's not act like a lot of wrestlers don't come from Ohio and there's a big... And, and Ricky's right that it's like uh, very centralized to stuff. You know, when I 
thought about moving from North Carolina, I wanted it to be in this area, Ohio, Chicago kind of area. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, you can kind of get to a lot of places from there. It's not too far of a drive. I don't mind driving. I like it less th- after this year. Uh, but like, you know, it's, it's not, the drive isn't too bad to get to a lot of places. And so th- that was a reason why I wanted to move to this area. Um, because it was it seemed centralized to a lot of stuff so like ohio produces wrestlers it's uh good and good and bad ohio produces a lot of stuff most of it sucks but wrestling's not one of them it's true uh yeah weiss olbel in the chat mentions the nemeths there you go nick and uh ryan are both they're from cleveland they built from cleveland so there you go let's get a super chat in from cody wills says happy friday night wars day will and josh hump <sighs> yes the uh, the impact match between Will Ospreay and Josh Alexander. It aired last night. It was a fantastic match. So good that impacted that thing they do where they toss the match up on their socials and on their YouTube immediately. So go check that out. It was a really fun match. And the post-match comments that we had already put in our report on our spoilers that you know Will and Josh kind of had a, 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 a pro, not a promo off, but they each traded off on the microphone after the match. Will saying, you know, my contract's over and february and you know i want to be in a tna ring he said so it looks like that hard to kill match could be on the way well josh alexander said 2024 is my year in tna and i want to face you again i want to beat you if this all goes to josh alexander beating will osprey at hard to kill that is a that's a statement and i wouldn't hate it because where osprey lands nobody knows would i love to see him in tna absolutely do i expect to see him in tna as a contracted talent i i don't but if this is how they pay off, will Osprey winning a ton of matches? I would not hate that. I don't know if you have anything to add on that. Um, I, I don't know what if come when it comes to Osprey and be it in TNA, you know, maybe is it hard to kill if it's Josh Alexander? Uh it seems like that, you know, he said he wants to be in TNA. Contract's not up till February, but we, we will see where uh where old Osprey Osprey lands. Tell you where I don't think he's going to land, and that is uh, on a stage in LA on Saturday night. Let's talk about Tony. Okay. Let's talk, let's talk about Tony's tweet. Okay. Uh, I got to pull it up. So uh, I know you and Jensen talked about it. I actually really want to. I want to dive into your thoughts because something you said really perked my ears. And uh, yeah, let, let's get into it. AEW has agreed to terms with one of the world's best wrestlers a pro who was known and respected by virtually every AEW fan they'll come to la and sign their contract this saturday at full gear uh jeremy tell the people who you thought your low expectation person was because i thought that was a very good shout as my low expectation uh is chris hero i i think it's uh and chris hero is i don't i don't know anything i have no idea um but my low expectation you know what do, what do we say from jeff fellow driver uh speculate don't expect but you know when it comes to this stuff i will throw stuff out there uh and i think chris hero based on what the tweet says hero's back in the ring tonight west coast pro uh he's facing timothy thatcher i assume he'll be at AEW tomorrow for the show and he's been working backstage at aew um but i, I think that uh you know, this is kind of a wrestler deal. And if it is, 
I don't know anything. If it is, I hope he continues to do independent stuff because uh, if you listen to our interview with Dominic Greeny yesterday, uh, the article's going up on Fightful.com in like 20 minutes. Uh, he praised Chris Hero of like, you know, this is good for independent wrestling that Chris Hero is coming back and working in the indies and stuff. So it would be a shame if like, yeah, Chris Hero's back for one match. Now it's an AEW and you're never going to see him on the indies again. That would kind of suck. Um, so yeah, that, that's my low expectation. My high expectation uh, is... Uh, Apparently shot down already by Fightful Select. So that doesn't seem like it's Mercedes Monet. Yes. So as reported by Fightful Select, Mercedes Monet uh, appears to not be the signee. Doesn't mean it can't happen. Doesn't mean it's not happening. But uh, just go read the report over on Fightful Select. The, the feeling is that it's not Mercedes based on the conversations being had. Uh, I really like Chris Hero as the person. Tony it's not a, this isn't a huge announcement this isn't a big he's not making a big deal out of this he tweeted it he tweeted it they they mentioned it casually on the on the show on dynamite this week but other than that like they haven't made this this huge amazing important deal it's just been someone's coming and signing and also agreed to terms doesn't mean it's a new signee it could very much be we've re-signed somebody he didn't say outright that it was a new signee or that it was someone re-signed some people have posited the idea that it's MJF signing his uh, his new contract and, you know, starting up anew. And you could make an angle out of it. But honestly, it just comes down to uh, who else could be re-signed that makes a big deal that wouldn't have to turn into some sort of angle. Daniel Garcia is another one. He just indicated that he's in a contract year. This is a moment for him as you and I keep positing different ideas to make Daniel Garcia more and more relevant on the program. Stephanie I just gave you the Miro tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think uh, it's a re-signing. I, I will say that. I do think it is like a, a new type of signing. I don't think it's a re-signing. Um, you know, they announced Koto Ibushi just after the after the street fight. It's like, hey, we got Koto Ibushi. Like that seemed like somebody you could just like, hey, by the way, here's Koto Ibushi. Uh, they do the signing on Saturday and people would probably get excited for that. Even though Ibushi kind of feels already like an AEW guy uh, because that's where he's wrestled most of his matches. But, you know, they could have easily held him off uh, until Saturday. You no, know, people saying about the uh, non-compete, those don't expire until December. Um, those don't expire until December unless, and Jensen and I kind of talked about it, unless they, um, unless Tony like bought out the extra time. But then I don't think WWE is agreeing to that or anything like that, I don't think it's any one of those people. I don't. Uh, I'm I'm kind of on the the Chris Hero thing now that that's just where my expectation is. Is Chris Hero? I kind of, I mentioned Jonathan Gresham yesterday on on Spotlight. I know he's still under Impact. We don't know the the full terms of what he is with Impact. People have said Shibata. You know he hasn't really signed, but he's an ROH champion. That's that's another name that that's possible. People have mentioned Osprey, and except that. Uh, his contract with New Japan is not up until February. I think Dave said something curious about Osprey. I saw this on, I saw it on Observer Radio. I want to make sure, so I'm going to check the Observer now because I do want to be fair. I don't listen to Observer Radio. I imagine uh, there was something in it about the Observer, so I'm actually or something about it in the Observer. So I'm going to check the Observer to see what Dave said uh, about Osprey. And then I can get the, the, uh... okay. So here's, here's what he said um, about Osprey. Some noted and kind of the uh, announcement in general. 
uh, that it could be MJF as the signing is expected. Mercedes Monet was the first name on people's minds since Khan brought her up at Wembley Stadium. Obviously, her foot and injury ankle were quiet and needed surgery. Yeah, Fightful Select said that it doesn't seem to be Mercedes. Um, the question is when she would sign and everything. Uh, so while she fits, it will not be a disappointment. It will probably not her. Uh, Goldberg is free agent. That would rule. Uh, you know, multiple times that they talk, there'd be interest. So here's the Osprey section. Will Osprey would fit the bill. His contract with New Japan doesn't expire until February, but AEW and New Japan are business partners. A signing with AEW would mean Osprey could continue working New Japan major shows. Still, WWE would likely make him a substantial offer as well. So, and I think what I read, I don't know this for positive. Um, when it comes to the the Observer Radio, but what what somebody kind of quoted was like, if Osprey was going to agree with AEW, New Japan would be like cool with that, a doing an early thing because he could still work the New Japan dates. Whereas WWE, even though they did the thing with Carl Anderson, a little bit tougher when it's somebody like Will Osprey. So. I was very like, I don't think it's Osprey. His deal's not until February. Now I can kind of, okay, if they've worked something out with New Japan, he's still going to do the New Japan date. I could see it being Osprey more than I could yesterday. So, two things. One, how dare you disrespect former never open weight champion Carl Anderson, who was holding that belt while he was a contracted WWE superstar? He made the town eventually drop the belt will osprey doesn't have a belt to drop well i mean he physically doesn't have a belt to drop because it's been completely shattered into pieces uh, unless you watched impact last night then suddenly it was back in his hands totally fine don't don't talk about continuity uh with osprey in AEW, everything you said is something that has uh, has been talked about in various circles i know sean mentioned it on the AEW dynamite post show that if there is that working relationship they might be okay with it yeah, and then Will could potentially work some New Japan shows as needed. I mean, he's booked I, for Wrestle Kingdom. He's booked. Yeah, for he's got the triple threat with Moxley, with Moxley, who is a contracted AEW talent, and then you have uh, Finley on the other side. So there, there's definitely something to that argument. I don't know if I would put more into the Osprey signing than a tweet and a passing comment. Like to me, that's what's funny about this is this is one of those times where I'm like, I don't even think, if it's Osprey, I don't think that's big enough. I would make a bigger deal because he's been on your TV. He is currently having matches that to those who care about star ratings are above and beyond those of general expectation. So I would put more stock in signing Will Osprey. I would make it a bigger deal than than a tweet and a passing comment. Uh, This is one of those things where if you talk about, you know, someone like Chris Hero, it's like, yeah, this is this is good. Like th- th- this is perfectly serviceable. Some people will get angry on the internet because that's just what happens and whatever. People, I think, I think the general public at that point would just be like, "No, go back read the tweet." Like it's not over the moon. No one's like hu- super hyping it. I think people would co- would bring those people back down to earth and be like, "No, nah, that was your own brain." So that that's kind of where my where my brain is at. Is I'm not expecting anyone huge, but I'm expecting someone serviceable. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, that's that's sort of where I'm at as well. I think I don't think fans will be. I mean, it depends on your expectations, I guess. But you know, the for the online fans, they their expectations have been overly brought down that it was Mercedes um, by by Fightful Select, and now the, this bit on the Observer as well. Uh, you know, 
I don't think fans are going to be disappointed by who it is, though. It, you know, should they put more into it? Huge signing depends on who they're gonna who they're gonna deliver. I, I think the expectation Tony set a good expectation with how he worded his tweet. He's not going over the top with it. Uh, he's not like this is game changing signing. It's the the biggest, most monumental signing in in the history of AEW. Just like one of the best in the world, respected by. You know, a true pro respected by the majority of AEW fans. I don't think he will not deliver on that. <laughs> I just saw something hilarious. Matt Men just posted the link to our show on their podcast to promote their show. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just I was scrolling Twitter. We'll see if they take it down, but I just noticed it and just that's fantastic. <laughs> sure. Oh, I love it when that happens. Uh, Goldberg. Goldberg should be the signing. That's, that's Gold, what if it's I'm Sid? What if it's Sid? What if it's how is uh, how's well, it's, it's not baseball season. So uh, we, we'd get him at least through the winter time. He could have a big, big showing and then uh, call it quits by the summer. What 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 pay-per-view is in the summer? I'm trying to remember. There's so many AEW pay-per-views. For AEW, double uh, or nothing. By double or nothing. Yeah. He'll be like, this is I'm going to double or hightail it out of here. I tried to make it a thing. I couldn't make it a thing. I'm sorry. Anyway, bad. don't do that. It was really good. I'm don't sorry. It was not good. Uh, but meanwhile, we made reference to it earlier. Kota Ibushi is officially all elite. So that takes him off the table. Although it would be a very funny bit if Tony just brings out Kota and says, it's official. And now it's official again. Sign the papers, Kota Ibushi. And people just be like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think the general consensus when they announced that Kota, when Tony sent the tweet that he had signed was like, wait, didn't he already? But Kota had said like, I'm 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 here. I want to be here, but he hadn't said anything about officially signing, had he? Uh, he said that like he had some type of an agreement, you know. But Billy Starks was signed for like three years, and then they finally gave her. I don't even think they had given her the graphic yet. Uh, then they finally, you know, she finally came out and said like, "Yeah, I'm signed." By the way, so it is a a weird thing. Sometimes they just, they have people signed, but they don't do the graphic yet or they don't say it, whatever it might be, you know? Uh, so I think that's what it was with Coda is like, they agreed to it. Um, and Coda, obviously that's all, that's the only dates he's been working is AEW dates. And then it became official. I think one of the big things with Coda also, you want to do it after a win. I think they've won the last few matches because they lost at wrestle dream, right? Pretty sure they lost that match. Um, mm-hmm. and then he lost it all in, and then they wanted to do the Sega tie in as well. Wait, he won one match, they won Maybe blood and guts, they won blood and guts. Oh, the one, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. I, I don't think there was any type of like, I mean, I could be wrong, I don't know if there was an agreement by that point though, because that was just the first match. So he probably wanted, I get you know, they announced other people off of a loss. Kyle Fletcher lost, and it's like, hey, by the way, Kyle Fletcher signed. So I think the Sega tie in was the big thing with that though, because Sega was part of that tweet as well and they apparently got paid pretty well for that too so i think the sega tie-in was was a thing uh somebody saying kurt angle uh justin labar was on busted open and threw kurt angle's name out there can kurt wrestle at this point like i don't even know if it's about whether or not he could wrestle it's just how much he would wrestle yeah yeah he, like he said it himself like when he was a producer he's like i didn't love it so that's the thing. Like the you, if you're going to bring someone in, you, there should be some longevity. And Kurt as a manager is something you could do. Uh, you know, it, 
some someone made this joke and I was like, this is actually really perfect. It's the idea that Sting is about to retire. Therefore, you're going to free up a lot of money so you can like trade in the Stinger for another legend and then have them for a few years. And then when that legend decides they're done, trade them in for another legend and then kind of build up from there until you have the Undertaker in like 25 years. Is Paul White OK, by the way? Have we been given an update on this man? I heard that they 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 got him up. And then they strapped him to the hood of the car that he was slammed on and drove him to the hotel to peacefully sleep away that night. Sleep, sleep away the pain. I mean, he's, he's fine. He's not dead. He's okay. That looked like it sucked. And then they I'm like sure. showed like them checking on him. And then they, we never saw him again. I'm legitimately concerned about him. Like, oh, okay. He was at the AEW together. Okay, good. Like that, that was, was like, his, his layup. Yeah. That was a moving. That looked like it sucked. Roddy Strong was in his wheelchair making making shots. Was 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 was, was show able to go? Was he was he good? Why soluble? I know you were there. Uh, RJ City asked him how he was doing. What was the response? In pain. <laughs> people people have uh, mentioned Ronda Rousey as the signing. She was at Wrestling Revolver last night in the main event. Let's talk about that show. Yes. Yeah, getting hit by Athena with the ROH Women's Title. I don't think it's Rousey. Um, you know, could be, I think that would be one that would kind of, I think that would disappoint fans. And I don't even know if that's an indictment on Rousey. I think that's a indictment on, it's a indictment on her last WWE run, which was not very good. Uh, but if she comes in with the same fire she had during her first WWE run, I think there's something to that. Uh, but I think that one would be like, yeah, not feeling this signing. Tony, not feeling this one at all. So I don't think it's Rousey, but it'd be funny if it was. It would be. I mean, so you mentioned the Wrestling Revolver show, and Billy Starks was in that match too. You want to talk about when she's going to get that graphic? Probably December 15th when she wins the the Women's uh, Championship in Ring of Honor, and they make it a big thing. Dude, but Billy uh, Starks dropped Ronda on her head. That's that what I was like going to say. Fucked. Just welcome to the Indies, Ronda. We're just going to do a casual decapitation in your honor. Yeah, that sucked. But she went through with the rest of the match. She was a trooper. Match was fine. The DQ sets up something going on at the next Revolver show. I guess Athena and Ronda is what they want to do. Or it was one of those no one's going to lose. Yeah, and that doesn't work for me, brother. That That's my take on it. I don't know if they're setting anything up. Maybe they are. I took it as more as like, oh, who's taking the loss here? Ronda's not losing. We probably shouldn't pin our ROH champion. We probably shouldn't pin the person who's uh, going to challenge for the title pretty soon. It felt like that was just a no one's kind of losing type of deal. And Marina, I guess, could have taken the loss, but I don't know if you know Ronda might have been like, no, our team should lose. Or you know, maybe Sammy was like, no, we probably shouldn't have Ronda's team lose. And the first match type of thing. Yeah, maybe they will set up. Maybe they're setting something else up. But I don't know if Ronda's coming to Ohio. Wrestling Revolver usually runs this side of, of town. This was their LA debut. And it's aligned just with uh, with AEW. Because Moxley was on the show. Swerve was on the show. Got attacked by Hangman. So it aligned with... Here's another name. No, Timmy Callahan. People have uh, thrown out as the AEW name. Um, I don't know if... I don't know how fans will feel about that. I don't know the general perspective of Callahan. I feel like most people are just sort of down on him. I don't think they see him as like on that level. 
I talked about this with Cresta on on the Impact show. Sammy's last run was fine, but you could almost tell that he was like ready to be done with it. They didn't do much. It wasn't very inspired. That's not to say Sammy isn't really good at this. Uh, it was just, he was different. He wasn't the Sammy that came back in 2017 to impact or even before that. Like it just, it was a very different Sammy. He moved differently. You know, I don't want to get into to anything specific, but like, it was just, it was different, but backstage, he really is well-respected for the yeah. things that he does. And I don't know how in tune fans are with that. And it's similar. That's a similar vibe to the Chris hero comment is that we know he's really good. He looks a lot different than he did five years ago, but also he's putting on some clinics in terms of the conversations he's having, the content he puts out, the the way he books West Coast Pro, the way that that things are. Well, he's Revolver. a no, no, no. That's oh, about hero. Chris. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I thought you said Sammy. Yeah, no. I'm 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 comparing the two and kind okay. of contrasting why the 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 Chris Hero uh, shout works and the Sammy shout almost doesn't. It's just because I think that people have more reverence for Chris Hero based on the work he's been doing backstage that's been coming to light, whereas people don't necessarily know that Sammy's been doing work backstage more than he's been in front of a camera uh, with impact over the last few years. So I think that that makes it a little strange. And also, like, Sammy's an important get, but he's not a big get. I think he's and and I don't know what Sammy wants to do long term either. He has a school in Ohio, him and Jessica Havoc. But other than that... I don't know what he wants to accomplish in the ring. If he wants to keep going, what could he do in AEW? Like, is it like he could do lots, but like, what's going to fit? Is it going to be big enough? I don't know. I like this by Was Sobel. Is it fair to say with our low key TK and Alsabushi signing that whoever the full gear signing is kind of has to be bigger? I kind of agree with that. Like, that's why it was, it was curious to me that they didn't just make a Bushi the signing at, full gear if you had a bushi that they just did it hey we have a bushi here for um after dynamite like we've signed him so i chris hero doesn't really fit the hey this is a bigger get kind of deal so i could see fans being disappointed by that um but yeah i i agree that the expectation after the abushi thing kind of raises now the the signing because if you had a Bushi and that was the big signing, you just make that the big signing at full gear. If you just announce a Bushi after Dynamite, oh, well, the big the signing at full gear kind of feels like it has to be bigger. Here's where I, I disagree. Okay. Going back to what we just talked about, a lot of people were like, wait, he wasn't already signed? The general feeling if he had come out at full gear would have been the same and it would have been a lot more emphatic in my opinion they would have been like oh well I, I, this is this isn't news we've already the the big thing is this is presumably if it's not a re-signing someone that we haven't seen in aw in any hey, well haven't way. haven't we seen will osprey in aw we have and that's why again like this is kind of a, a made this is if it's a bigger signing then yes will osprey it's a big deal but if it's somebody new that hasn't been seen but is respected then the abushi signing again comparing contrasting the two the Ibushi signing was something that's like, well, he's had multiple matches. It would make sense. It stands to reason because that's what Tony does is after a big match, he announces a big signing. And that's what this is. Coda is, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I don't want people to take this the wrong way. I don't think the Ibushi signing was as big a deal as people 
thought it would be. Wow. And that's kind of also on AEW because they haven't made as much of a deal about Coda being a part of AEW as like as others may have or would have. They didn't like they didn't dive into the history as much or as deep as they could have. They have not called them the Golden Lovers yet. They haven't re- other than like in passing. Again, the the marketing machine hasn't really been around Kota Ibushi. So for me, it's like it's a good get. Things have he, he has changed since his injuries. So I don't know if that is like the biggest signing that you could get. But also, again, going back to the announcement from Tony, just like everyone. Not everyone. There were a lot of people who thought, oh, he, I thought he already signed. That was kind of the general consensus. But no, this was pen to paper. It's official. It's here. And then the full gear thing is kind of like, it. I have someone. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. It's not, this is the biggest thing ever. And that's where I think people need to quell their expectations is just, if it's huge, great. They undersold it and they overdelivered. That's what most people should aim for. Otherwise, aim for just like, someone that's a really solid talent and you're probably going to enjoy watching them in the ring. And at that point, at that point, it's up to commentary and it's up to anyone who's doing any of the promotional work for AEW to make that signing feel bigger after the name is called. That's where it stands. We have a tremendous signing to, to give to everyone tonight. One of the world's best wrestlers, Look in my eyes. What do you see? New AEW EVP. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> and then Billy Starks just drops him on his head. <laughs> um, no, I don't know who it is. I my expectations are Chris hero, anything above that. Cool. If it's Chris hero, cool. Chris hero is a nice little get like, it's not gonna, I, I can see why fans would be disappointed by that. But you know, look, Tony, Sean asked him yesterday about the announcements. Like what goes into announcing, announcing of announcements. And, uh, you know, Tony, can't believe, I can't believe Tony didn't shout us out for our, for our rating system of the announcements. I can't believe he didn't talk about it. Very upset. Instead he gave a PR based answer. One day, one day, this is what I, this is all I want, Tony Khan. It's all I want. You'll have my respect forever if you do this. Okay. One day, be like, Tony Khan has a huge announcement, right? And then big, important, whatever. I don't give, I really don't give a shit which one it is. Like, is what it is. Tony Khan has a mystery announcement. Okay. Mystery. He's never used mystery before. This you'll you'll see where I'm going with this bit. And this will pop like nobody but me. Don't care. Tony Khan is a mystery announcement. Tony Khan comes on time, Mike. Folks, we have great mystery announcement for everyone tonight live on AEW Dynamite. We're giving away a boat, and they give away a boat as the mystery announcement. What can the mystery be, Joel? It could even be a boat. It could be a boat. And the box could be anything, yeah. even a boat. The announcement could be anything. It's a boat. It's a literal boat. He uh, he, he should just have Evil Luno come out and be like, plug Mystery Wrestling, and then give everyone a boat. They gotta give. They I, gotta go back and start giving away shit. Like remember WWE give away houses? That was a whole big thing. They should give away boats. Come on, AEW, give away some. They boats. gave away the in your house house. There was the truck, the Stone Cold yeah. truck. 
they gave away McMahon's millions and then they popped him in a limousine and then brought him back three weeks later because, well, circumstances in 2007. Uh, I, I'm going to bring this up from Why Solable. He's the boy that cried wolf for me at this point. And that's something that has become a very uh, common take. <laughs> sorry, in your boat. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I had to bring that up. The, 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 the boy who cried wolf thing has become a very common take. And to me, if Tony continues to put together a string of big non-announcements, that will change the perspective again. The uh, the Continental Classic was a pretty good start. I think that this particular way that he announced whatever he's doing at Full Gear, I think that's another pretty good step in the right direction. Not everything needs to be super duper promoter guy. I see Jeff Alley Driver saying, how is promoting signing Crying Wolf? And then that's that's going to the point that I'm making is that he's not over promoting it. He's not making, they didn't make a big graphic. They didn't make a big deal. It's not a, it, they're not shouting it from the rooftops. I think this time they've, they've tempered expectations in their way. What fans do is up to them. And and that's why we're here talking about this as like a, what we expect and what would make us happy in a realistic sense. Uh, so for me, like what Tony's doing is, is positive. I think it's a step in the right direction. I'm with you. I, I don't, fans are going to be the fans. Uh, they're they're going to do what they do. Oh, Camille. That's a fun, that's a fun shout. No, well, Camille can't because she's got to fly herself in for NWA shows now. Oh, boy. Sell the territory, Billy. It's time. How much do you think we could get? Millions. Millions. You think we could get, you think we could get the territory? How much? Let's find out. Can we do that? Can we, can we buy, can you just at Billy? How much for the NWA? does the cocaine come with the promotion because then we can make our money right back jeremy lambert i mean i guess so if we we got good dealers and mules and stuff right isn't that how drugs work uh probably i don't know i'm the wrong guy we'd we'd have to bring in someone for this whole thing i'm sure there's someone someone who would happily take on the role oh what if it was Dwayne? Dwayne comes out and he's like, I heard you guys got a good deal with Pride FC. <laughs> you guys are going to get me to do it. You, you guys will let me do an MMA fight. WWE won't let me do an MMA fight. <laughs> In that, For that, he should sign with Impact because he's made an appearance with them. And they got Invictus, so they could do that <laughs> and have a good time. <laughs> so this is where Invictus FC fighters are, eh? And then Scott DeMore is like, well, no, that's down the street. They're, tonight is Impact. <laughs> oh, well, okay. <laughs> What's yeah, we're, what else is happening on full gear? I don't even care about full gear. Let's talk about dynamite real wow. quick. Uh, Hangman's gonna buy us all weed, apparently. Peter. So a lot of people love this promo. I, I like the promo. I'm not, I'm not down on the promo or anything. I'm kind of. We all feel like Hangman's gonna win, right? Like, yeah, this is it's his pay per view, full gear. Mm-hmm. It's his match, the Texas Death match. If and and again, we talked about this being like a best of three. Swerve got the first one. It would make sense that this is the Hangman match to win. I kind of think Swerve should really win this match. Basically, especially based on that promo. Well, here's here's the thing with wrestling. You hear it all the time. What's this promo, right? Like. Hangman, yeah, if Hangman wins, I don't think the, the feud ends. And that's fine. That's, that's fine. But 
I think Swerve should win based again on this promo because Hangman, they could bring it back after Hangman wins. They could do another promo battle. Swerve could get back at him and all this stuff. But like, Hangman cut this man on this promo, right? Like, he he went in on him, called him a failure, said your fiance left you, your child left you. Like, you are a failure. And then he's just going to beat this failure. He's like, yeah, Hangman was right. This is why swerves fiance left them this is why kids don't talk to him he's a failure he sucks like hey man was right i i think like swerve should just kind of win on this like i i don't know like, the promo was good it was very personal it was very biting i understand why but it's the it's the bret hart rule right of like and and also the chris jericho rule like the chris jericho rule uh of this of like you call this person a failure you say all this shit about them and then it's like, okay, what did you accomplish by winning this match then? You just beat a failure. Cool. Good good on you that you have beaten this failure. Like, you didn't really do anything off of that. Oh, I kind of think Swerve should, like, win on this. So I think that if the win is not dirty, but if, if it comes with some help, then Swerve can use, because that's how Swerve won the first one, hmm. with a little bit of help. He can, if, if Hangman gets some help, let's say his... His uh, toddler just runs into the ring and creates a diversion and Hangman hits the buckshot lariat onto a bed of nails or something like that, gets the win, then we can do another match. Shytown Spurs says that Swerve should beat Hangman and move right into a feud with Chris Jericho for five months. <laughs> that sounds exactly right. Actually, I have other plans for Jericho. We'll talk about that later. But uh, my, my, my general feeling is that I, I hear what you're saying. But in the pro wrestling storytelling space, if you're going to do another match, you're going to have to get to it. Why do you have to do another match? Why doesn't Swerve just beat him and that's it? Because it's just it's just the thing. You can change it. You can absolutely change it. Yes, 100%. But if it's a best of three, which is typically what happens in the, the third match, and this is where it gets weird too because the Texas death match, that, that's a, what do you, how do you up the stakes from here? You did a regular match. Yeah, I don't know then if you, you can. Death match. What can you do other than a cage, which is something that's rarely brought in in AEW. And I don't know if you do a cage match because this is what I'm getting at. If you have someone come in and help Hangman win, then at least you can point back to Wrestle Dream when Nana helped Swerve. And then whoever helps Hangman means we got to keep everybody out one-on-one, put weapons in the ring. I don't care, but put it in a cage. Does it need a cage? I don't know yet. Because I need to see how this Texas death match plays out on Saturday. I think Swerve should win, and I think that should be the end of the feud. That's where that's I'm at. fair. That's fair. And then what do you do with Hangman? Does he have a crisis of conscience like he always does? Does he go and work with the elite and try to do the, you know, what's what's probably. Jericho Kenny doing? Honestly, probably. And like, I don't think this is the best idea for Hangman, but this is where they've sort of just booked Hangman to. With, with a lot of this stuff is yeah he goes back with with the elite and like i i don't know if christ the conscious but he just goes to the elite like dude you guys weren't really there for me here and then he just breaks off from like he just fully separates himself from that he just fully separates himself from the elite and is finally like he does just go off on his own and maybe he does have to go to a dark place you know swerve mentioned this on twitter and if you listen to our interview with him he did uh on fightful like you don't see hangman in the colorful outfits and stuff he's wearing all black right now going to going to a dark place 
type of thing. This is where I had to drag him. So I don't know if he can win and just be like, ah, yep, beat him. Now I'm all cheery hangman again. Like, I kind of think it's better if he just, if he loses. I like the promo. Hangman is great. He's He should be in a better babyface position than he has been since he lost the title to Punk like two years ago at this point. He should have been in a much better position on on all of this stuff. But I do go, I I do subscribe to that Jericho Bret Hart theory of why are you going to just call this man a failure, a loser? He sucks. He's never accomplished anything. And then you beat him and say, like, all right, you got to put him over a little bit. Like the, I guess the win kind of puts him over, but yeah, I, I don't think you can like prove the point that Swerve is a failure by him failing again. I get what you're saying. And I, again, I see both sides of this for, for what you're saying in that Swerve can be a dominant force in AEW, something we haven't seen in a little while from undercard characters uh who's building up by the way that's okay, good real quickly real quickly so people people are saying this of like he broke into his house and everything he had to do something you can do a wrestling promo while mentioning this right and, and jeff fellow driver's right i'm like yeah like you've lost that fire and everything like that that was certainly true but at least swerve needed help on that so that at least builds in an excuse there. So you can do this wrestling promo of like you broke into his house and still do these deep cuts on him of like you broke into my house. You know why you did that? Because you're jealous of me. You're jealous that I have a home where I go home to and my kid is there and my wife is there. What do you have? You don't have a fiance because she left you. You don't have kids because they don't talk to you. Same cuts, right? Exact same cuts. Don't need the failure part. Same you you say the same personal information and you take out the failure part. You make it a jealousy thing instead. And then if you beat him, it's like, oh, okay, like he got him. I, I don't like the failure term. Maybe that's where I'm caught up. You're just jelly, okay? Don't listen to them because they're just jelly, okay? <laughs> but yeah, you can do the same promo. You just you can cut out a little bit of it. Yeah. Again, this is why I like this story is because when you come at me with Swerve should win, your your points make perfect sense. And that's why I enjoy this story for the reason that any winner, again, it, when you're doing a story like this, when you're doing a pro wrestling build both guys story, I want to feel like either man can win and not necessarily like, yeah, they're going to do a third match. I still feel like they're going to do a third match and I feel like shenanigans will be afoot to get there, but I could see Swerve going to two and oh and hangman just being a shell of himself. Maybe he goes back to drinking. Maybe that's what we need to do. We just need to get drunk hangman back. Louie mentioned earlier. He was like, what if he, he brings back the darker order? <laughs> Let's do that. Sure. We got weeks until Stu Grayson shows up, so why not start with Hangman and then we'll get the band back together? <laughs> darker no. order, sure. The That's... darker order. Why Solable saying that I think the third match comes in the tournament? Hey, you do a death match and then it's like, hey, here's a straight up singles match. I never liked that. Um, death match should feel like the blow off to things. In the past, it typically has been, right? The Cole was a blow off. Moxley was a blow off. Brian Cage. They did Brian, Lance Archer. Maybe it was Lance Archer, not Brian Cage. 
uh, that was that was kind of one off blow off type of thing. Usually, it's been the blow off. Um, so maybe Hangman wins, and that is the blow off, and they just don't go back. The Cole Cole wasn't a blow off. They do Didn't a singles they, match after that. That's unfortunate. They did want to battle the belts or rampage. I remember that being a thing. Maybe it was battle of the boards. No, nah, it was it was like rampage or something. Because yeah, I do remember that. Um, I thought that was. I guess they, then they did do a. a they did a pay per view match after that. No, uh, okay. My memory on this stuff's not not good. Clearly, now the Texas right. Death match was the blow off in the singles match between them. That was the last match they had on Rampage. They did the four way with Jay White and Okada at Forbidden Door. I'm not counting that though. Right, I agree with you there. It should, it's it's world title matches what we're talking about. Mixed blow tag offs. with Brit. What? That's that's the Jericho feud. We're talking Hangman and Adam Cole, Jeff Valley Driver. That match was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> that was because Britt was like, not Britt, because Jericho was like, nope, that sucked. Let's retcon this and put it on Dynamite in a mixed tag. The, the, the Cole, match, Cole and Jericho, was that a Texas death match? God. No, that was one match on a, it was not good. That was the two Yeah, that was just like thing. an unsanctioned thing. That wasn't yeah, Texas That wasn't death. good. Yeah. yeah, wasn't yeah. Good. I'm talking uh, Hangman it, feuds. Yeah. I'm talking yes. Hangman feuds, not. Will Chisholm sent a super chat saying Hangman has his booking loop of a big program and then back to Kenny in the box. It's basically that's that's again, that's kind of the most frustrating part of of the elite as a storyline driven entity is that for some reason they're always in each other's orbits, but they're in each other's orbits in like the most frustrating ways. We're about to do Kenny and Jericho versus the hung bucks. The tag title opportunity is on the line. Also the idea of the uh, Jericho and and Kenny teaming again. I think that the golden jets are going to win. I would not be surprised if this brings back Sammy Guevara because Sammy, Sammy and Jericho, Sammy Guevara, because they wanted Jericho wanted to win the tag team titles with him. Guevara comes back. He's just like, "What the hell, man? Why they is went, it the, no? We turned on Jericho. He's with the Don Callis family. No, I know that, but I'm saying like when it all started, that's basically how Guevara comes back. It's like we were supposed to win tag titles. Now I'm going to beat the shit out of you and win these tag titles with my tag team partner, Big Willie Hobbs, and then we're back to that. Mm. Or somebody from the Callis family. I don't know. Kyle Fletcher and ooh. Kyle Fletcher and Sammy Guevara in a tag team. I don't know when Sammy's supposed to be back. It felt like the way everybody was talking. I listened to Tony Khan on Unrestricted this morning. The way Tony was talking was that that was the blow off between Jericho Omega and the Don Callis family. That street fight was was that was it. That was the blow off. So I I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe maybe it wasn't, but that's what I was reading in into things. It feels like it should be. You just did this big old street fight, everything. Like that that feels like that should be the end. Now we're doing Bucks and Jericho and Omega stuff. So And I'm sure now we'll get the Golden Lovers back. I wasn't very serious about the, the Guevara thing. I think it's more likely that Jericho turns on Kenny and we re- or or the Alico heel. Kenny turns on Jericho and we get a Bushi maybe as a heel. Maybe that's going to be the Golden Lovers and we get to that. Why do we get the Bucks of Jericho? I get that. That's the team. That's the trio. They turn on Kenny. What didn't they have another name for themselves? It was one or the other when they did the cruise. I thought it was Bucks of Jericho. Why two? Why two uh, Bucks? <laughs> young Young Jerichos. They literally called themselves either the Bucks of Jericho or the other thing and i'm sure someone in the chat's going to remind us who it was um 
the 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 bucks of you the youth i don't know i'm tired either way the, the demo bucks <laughs> the alpha club that's what it was it was alpha, the club. alpha club oh yeah the, the first jericho cruise i think i thought that was just jericho i mean maybe sure i think bucks of jericho was the one that like kind of stick stuck yeah um Wilchism says that's why fans thought Cody had beef with Kenny and the Bucks because Cody had the Cody versus in AEW. I don't know if it was necessarily that. I mean, fans, yes, but the reality was not that. The Cody verse just ruled though. Why two Jackson was it, by the way? Why two? Why two Jackson? That's what it was. Or the Bucks of Youth. That's what it was. Yeah, but Bucks of Jericho was. Uh, was uh, I think that was the one that it sucked. Bucks should team up with Jeff Jarrett. That would rule. That would rule. <laughs> Be awesome. I think of minions when that happens, but yeah, the Cody verse did rule. Just put him on Cody Island. Let him go to town. That was the best Malachi black. <laughs> I do wonder with, uh, with Coda where he fits into all of this because all of his AEW matches have involved Kenny. He's not done a single non Kenny AEW match. So I could see a young bucks Jericho alignment. And then Kenny's got Coda and maybe, maybe they pull Hangman into that if Hangman loses to Swerve. I, I don't know. We we shall see. They got they got directions here. I don't know if I'm super thrilled about any of these directions. I think the announcement of Coda signing with AEW means he's going to be put in the E1. That's my general feeling. You want to talk singles matches with Coda? Okay. And they don't have to be long, long matches. He doesn't have to do 25 minute, you know, New Japan main event style matches. He can have, you know, strong televised matches, put him in one block, put Danielson in the other. Kota goes all the way, wins the E1. We're going to get more information on the Continental Classic this Saturday after full gear. Stay tuned to the media scrum. Yes, enjoy your 3 a.m. media scrum. I'm so already mad about this. I know. He was great. We talked about it. It was fun. <sighs> Mad. Anyway, uh, what else happened? That was really good. Uh, the revolve going back to revolver. I did like the Jake Christ, a former guest of ours, fended off uh, a, a whole bevy of talent to retain his revolver championship. Beat off. Beat off. I got to stop saying beat off. <laughs> what is on your mind here, Joel? I, I had a very long morning, Jeremy. No, the beating anyway, off. He, yeah, he defeated Chris Bay, Rocky Romero, Somico. Alan Angels, Mr. Dick Punch himself, and Damian Chambers, who uh, cashed in his golden ticket, which is like their money in the bank. And he, uh, he he defeated all those men to retain his Revolver Championship, as he should. Jake Crist should not lose that title so long as he lives because he's been on our show. Yeah, I'm super sour about this already. I'm always sour about it. And now they're adding more pay-per-views, which means more media scrums. Do you know, like... I listened to these, the the media call yesterday. He he's very good at just promoting. Like bless him. <laughs> there's not a whole lot of like. D- there's not much there. Like it's fine, but there's just not a whole lot there. And it's long, and I'm tired, and I'm old, and I got kids. Like it's just it's just, it's, a, it's a long night. Let me be. Let me be. Oh, going back to the signing stuff, and then we'll read Weiss Old Super Chat. The uh, the surprise, Sean had pointed out Nakajima as one of them. And immediately I was like, that's great. And then I realized that he signed to All Japan. <laughs> oh, I, think, I think Dave shot that down too. So 
Yeah. And, and at the time, Nakajima would have been a really good call because he is someone who I think a lot of fans who are in tune with, with Japanese wrestling would have been a fan of. And again, going back to what we mm-hmm. talked about, if, if again, if marketing and the commentary team have a package together, if there's some sort of way to, to kind of boost up that signing, that would have been that would have been a good one. I like that one, but it's not to be. I don't think that would go over well. Like, I, I just get a lot of people don't. being like, "Who?" Yeah, you get a lot of the "Who" stuff. I don't know if like the crowd would react to that. I just, I I don't know how well known Nakajima is on this because like it, he he was with noah right yeah yeah like that's not on the level of new japan so and you know they got the relationship with new japan that you can play out i just don't know how well known he is what if it's that baby that great muda misted and he's all grown up now it should it's, be yeah that baby grew up to be starlight kid yeah whenever you think that a wrestler has existed it's starlight kid yeah, what if it's that baby? I think I think the it's the baby. Again, again, chat. I'm saying, if with the right people pointing at who and why this person is important, it could work. I'm not saying it's happening. I don't think it's happening. It can't happen. We've already talked about it. He's part of all Japan, uh, and also like, I wouldn't put it past Tony to think, no, this is this is the get. This is an amazing get because Tony would be like, oh, on cage match, he's like a nine point five eight. That's good enough for everyone. Everybody on AEW watches Cage Match religiously. Facts. Facts. Factual. <laughs> Wait a minute. Factual. Oh, but it's not December 20th, so it's not Mike Rallis. I'm sorry, friends. I'm putting all my eggs in the Mike Rallis to TNA baskets. Good and I'm going to get that interview. I swear to God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it in Vegas. I'm going to track him down and be like, Mike let's chat and he'll be like who the fuck are you that's what he should say i would beat it's you up <laughs> better than beating me off why solo says just a small recount from last night's aw community event paul white is fine that's rick good. showed his face and quietly left 15 minutes in good a fan was escorted out by the cops and i'm not sure but roddy might be faking no okay we got to talk about the fa- first of all was the fan you uh, second of all, yeah, Roddy is not faking. Very clearly not faking. What? Ha- yeah, let us know more about this fan who's escorted out by the cops. What happened? Yeah, we appreciate the super chat. You don't need to send one this time, but you could. That being said, what? Yeah, I want to know more about this. What happened? I need to know. I hope I, I hope like you know it was a community event with like little kids. I hope this fan was like an older gentleman who was like going around blocking all these kids' shots, and the cops were like, "No, can't do that." Like, just just teaching these kids young. Like, it's a grown man's game. Get that weak <laughs> shit out of here. He's just stepping on the court and doing yeah, the- swatting <laughs> these little little dumb uh-uh. yeah, Dikembe <laughs> finger wag, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that'd be fantastic. I don't know if that was it, but let's find out. Uh, maybe, anyway. maybe what, did Draymond show up there? We're in Los Angeles. Draymond didn't play last night. Did Draymond show up and like put one somebody in chokehold? Or maybe one of the fan put somebody in ch- chokehold and like Draymond Green, you know, you know, when people, you know, people would shoot shots, they would say Kobe, you know, you know this bit. Yeah. Yeah. So now people are going to run to basketball port- courts and like put people in chokeholds, but like Draymond, that's going to be the thing now. 
Yeah, probably. Uh, he says it's it's Inglewood, oh, so it wasn't a big okay. scene. It was just kind of random. Was oh, was it? Did they take away whoever was Nana was trying to buy the weed from? Is that what it was? Is that what it was? So was Nana trying to buy weed from someone, and the cops were there just to stop it and shut it down? Buy Nana shirt so he can get weed. Good for Nana. At least he knows where his money goes to. Uh, Will Chisholm said, "Who's better with media calls, Tony Khan or HBK?" P.S. Let's be real. If it's not Mercedes Monet, fans will be upset. Well, we talked about the fact that, as Fightful Select reported, the general uh, agreement is that it's not Mercedes Monet. Could it be? Sure. Is it? I don't think it is. Two comments. Who's better on the Tony call? Uh, who's better on the call? And then talk about the stuff. Two comments on this. One, HBK is is better because he keeps his answer short, and he's like thirty minutes. I'm done with this stuff. Like I'm. I'm peacing out after half an hour. I'm good. You know, Tony wants to answer every question under the sun and promote, promote, promote. Sean is just like, Ed, cool. It's, it's good match. You know, we really, really liked what we've been doing and he moves on with his life. Uh, so Sean's much better. Sean rules on these things. Cause again, he gets in out done with it. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Uh, Mercedes being the signee. Oh, yeah, I I don't. Okay. okay, okay. Oh, I know I was gonna say about that. Uh, Kylie, Kylie made a good point on on Twitter. Now it's like too late. But uh, I guess you could do it tonight on collision of like hinting at who it could be. So fans are not disappointed. Um, I I think that makes some sense. Because, you know, last time they were in LA, we we brought this up of like, Brit dropped the Mercedes lines and everyone was like, oh, Mercedes, the tickets, she's going to show up. And then it didn't happen and be like, oh, that's not good. Uh, they didn't do anything on, on Dynamite. I don't even know if they referenced like the, the signing thing on Dynamite. Maybe Again, did, but it was in passing. Like it was during a segment and they just moved past it. Okay, so maybe, you know, you... Maybe you do drop a little hint on collision. So you basically you tell without telling. So you're not setting people up uh, for disappointment on that. I don't know. Like if I don't think they're going to do that, by the way, it would be hilarious. It'd be like, plus tomorrow, like, you know, Excalibur's running down the, the full gear card and everything tomorrow, all this. And w- also Tony Khan has promised a big signing. Maybe it'll be a hero to save AEW. Tony Khan has promised a big signing. Uh, maybe more money coming to AEW with this signing. Tony Khan promising a big signing. All the fans will get elevated with this signing for AEW. Like, you know, you do you do that, that stuff. Tony Khan has promised a big signing. Sammy Callahan will be live. <laughs> How would you promote Callahan? Uh, hacking? You make a hacking. Everyone will be so happy that they will be giving a thumbs up and then a <laughs> thumbs down. <laughs> Tony Khan has like, promised a big I signing. Can't... Who's the next big signing? <laughs> If you like obnoxious voices, Tony Khan has the right guy for you. <laughs> Wow, that's not nice to say about Sammy Callahan. Again, Sammy's performative voice is what bugs me. His normal voice, perfectly fine. It's like Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried has like a normal voice, but like his performative voice just grates some people. I get it. Tony Khan has a big signing. All the fans are going to get rowdy when we announce this signing. Wait a minute. Both of them still work for the company. (laughs) 
for WWE. Who? What? Lord. Wait, who are you thinking of? Was? Rowdy? Rowdy Ronda Rousey? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Who are you, you thinking? Said, you said get rowdy, so I thought K oh, Quick. <laughs> Getting rowdy. That's a moves the thing. K Quick going moves the thing. <laughs> that was also the obviously Road Dog, but Road Dog works WWE too. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah. I mean, get rowdy. <laughs> it's like he, he's, he, he's not still injured, he's healed. Dude, if it's uh, Batista, I don't think it's Batista, by the way. If it's Batista, though, oh, I, we're doing a live stream right after the show. I don't care if it's up against the AEW post show. I don't care if it's up against the media call. If it's Batista, we will do a live stream. I would love that. AEW has a big signing, and he walks for miles inside a pit of danger. You might say he walked his way. To the Kia Forum, the fabulous Kia Forum. That would be here in Los Angeles. That would be a RVD if he walked. Like it's true. Walked. Yeah. Oh man, the Batista <sighs> taunt. Yeah, oh Mandy Rose. That's a name we haven't seen thrown out there. Uh, okay, probably for good reason. To be yeah. quite honest, with yeah. she said it herself. She's like, I'm not interested. I uh, walk for miles inside this pit of danger. Boom! Wow, the audience doesn't know anyone besides Okada, <laughs> says Lee Butler. So you're saying it's only Okada who could be signed to the AEW has a big signing and it'll rain money when he comes to AEW. The signing, signing will rain supreme. Rain supreme. Oh, dude, if it's that, if it's AEW has a big signing and he's got the biggest dick in wrestling history. And his balls are massive. Oh, that is, man. Oh, God. I didn't mention this on Wednesday, but the Miz coming out, babyface Miz coming out and still doing his, like, typical entrance routine. I don't know if you've ever seen this before, but when he does it, he then he does, like, a cradling of his massive balls with, like, a few steps in his entrance. I don't think doing that is going to get you over as a baby face, Miz, but he's like, he does this big, like, oh, so they just grab, look at my giant testicles. And then he walks down to the ring. I don't think Miz can keep doing that if his balls are all massive and he's a baby face. They, they do that. Uh, it's major league, major league where they do the, the massive balls thing. No, go like I that. Guess. Juggle, juggle balls. You gotta, you gotta stop doing that. Oh, Although now apparently suggestive dancing is okay for admin. I've been twerking on these shows long before we got paid for it. I want my uh, my uh, reparations on this. You want back pay? Yeah. Literally back pay. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Bells is in all seriousness. I think it's Will. No, 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 Will Washington already got his uh, his graphic and his graphic. announcement. Yeah. He's fine. <laughs> the classic Sam Castle. Yeah, that's not Castle. It's Sam Cassell. No. <laughs> I'm reading. I make off bucks them. in Milwaukee because, like, Sam, I Cassell, Jada Kiss. Aha. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that's kind of where we're at with the uh, with, with the signees. What else from Dynamite really stood out? I mean, the the Hangman promo, of course, was big. Uh, the go home with MJF. So they brought him out at the end of the show after the Sega thing they had Jay white come out with a belt and say, you know, I got two words for you, get them. And the light stayed on and out come the gang, 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 get the bang, bang, gang. <laughs> Sorry. And they beat him up. They beat up MJF. They do the visual pinfall one, two, three again, even though, you know, Max has been pinned by Jay white and, um, 
Jay White celebrates with the title to go off the air. Pretty certain that Jay White's not going to win this title now, or how are you feeling about this? Yeah, that was kind of flat, honestly. Like, it was, it was just a little flat. Yeah, he did the visual pin. Like, you literally beat him in a match. Like, we saw it. You, We know you could beat him. I didn't need the visual pin. The crowd didn't seem very into it. I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe my speakers are broken. Didn't sound like the crowd was was super into it or anything. They laid him out, and that was that. Like, I Samoa Joe was kind of watching on. Uh, I guess Joe's going to be the partner for the ROH match uh, against the Guns. We'll see. Uh, I probably would have gone off air with like uh, the devil showing like uh, a devil cut to even if the backstage thing, because the devil showed up at the end of the Wardlow promo, which people were like, Ooh, what does this mean? But I probably just would have gone off air of like reminding that the devil is out there instead of going off air with that. And I don't think you needed the visual pen. Just do the beat down, hold the title up, but it's had that title for like two months now. So it's like, it's not even like this is this new thing of like, Oh, Jay White, he's got the belt. Like, yeah, Jay White still has the belt. By the way, Tony, Tony, hilarious, hilarious on these media calls and then on Unrestricted. It's like, I've seen a lot of chatter of uh, people want me to punish Swerve Strickland for breaking into the house or people want me to uh, take the belt away. Uh, people want me to take the belt away from Jay White to give it back to MJF. I think they should settle it in the ring. It's like, yeah, look, Sort of breaking into the house is like pro wrestling stuff. I thought people were being silly of like, Tony should punish him, blah, 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 blah. Um, the stealing of the belt thing is Tony at least acknowledged like, yeah, we didn't have the belt for those moments. Like, but MJF should get it back and settle it in the ring. And it's like, uh, he probably should have the belts on this. Like, I don't know what Jay White holding this belt has really accomplished over the last two months. I don't. Neither do I, other than something we discussed a little bit. The idea that you can see him holding the title, but he's not holding the title now. There's a interesting scenario here in that you've had the title around Jay White's waist for a while, for the last couple of months. And... If you take it off of him now, what does he get? What does he have? And how do you continue pushing Jay White as a top contender and a main eventer in AEW? Because it's been so long, people have gotten so used to it that it's almost like taking it off of him. You can do a whole like, I was robbed. I was screwed. I'm I'm a heel, basically, you know, shitting on everyone about it. But has it been too long that he's held that title that him winning it is either, you know, uh, manifesting or is it just like, oh, he already held the title. We already know what that looks like. And now he actually owns it, quote unquote. You know what I'm trying to say? A little bit. A little bit, Joel. Yeah. I I, I just I didn't like the ending of, of Dynamite. I don't think Jay White's going to win. And then where Jay White goes after this, I, maybe they're going to do the big six pack challenge. So we, we talked about the, the devil stuff. You don't think they're going to fully reveal the devil on Saturday. I don't, I don't because like you said, they kind of understated it this past Wednesday on dynamite. They could do something tonight on collision. I don't think they will. I think collision. They're just going to put and rampage. I think they're going to put together a really solid show that AW fans are going to like to watch, but they're not going to do any huge storyline beats because 
They're going up against SmackDown. SmackDown's going to beat them at least in the ratings. I don't think there's any big things that are going to come out of this. Maybe they'll announce another match or two for Full Gear. Uh, so yeah, I the the Devil thing. They'll do a beat, but they won't unveil him at the pay per view. That's how I feel. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see live tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern on pay-per-view AW full gear. It, what is, what is Zarian actually saying? Should I just send Zarian, send Zarian this link. Tell Zarian to come on the show. Yeah, he's doing Matt men right now. He says, I was sold Will Ospreay. That is a big deal. A huge deal because WWE was actively pursuing him. So he's just flat out saying Will Ospreay. Seems to be what he's saying. Um, okay. Hold on. I was going to say, hold on in case you finish before noon there then he can hack the stream <laughs> all right so zarian saying osprey so uh Wesley was saying maybe we'll sign a tentative agreement to be all elite when his contract is up um oh yeah you know dave said that if it was aew that osprey was going to new japan might be kind of cool with it because they have a working relationship there he's not going to get screwed over on any dates or anything like that so look, i trust zarian i i trust what zarian has to say or if it's william osprey are we are we disappointed are we happy what do, what do we think about will osprey i mean i'm disappointed because i want will in in tna full time that would honestly be the most hilarious rib is like osprey's like want to be back in tna wrestling you know, gotta be back here. And he just signs with AEW and Tony's like, yeah, you ain't wrestling this hard to kill show. I'm not tell you. Well, and that's the thing. Like that would kind of suck at least for me because I'm, I'm not going to Vegas specifically to watch Will Ospreay. I'm going for a whole plethora of other reasons for that show. Uh, but that would be, that would kind of suck if they don't have Will Ospreay in their back pocket to announce uh, an episode or not an episode, sorry, a, a match for, for hard to kill. Well, I, I think maybe they, they can use Osprey, but Joshua ain't getting his victory back. <laughs> yeah, that ain't happening. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of sucky. <laughs> they'll, they'll announce Osprey and they'll they'll make sure he faces uh, somebody else he can just beat because uh, and I don't think they they want Josh taking another loss on that one. You know, he ain't getting challenged for the title or anything, but just Osprey here's who can who can will beat in in impact that's a that's a good match saban's a champion so can't do that uh who, jonathan gresham well that'd be fun, that'd be fun. i want to see that match yeah. like that that is something i would like to see but yeah gresham would be an easy an easy victory for uh for osprey in terms of like making the decision i'm not saying the match would be like one two when we're done yeah yeah and yeah, that'd be fun i like uh osprey and gresham if uh Osprey can work impact if he does sign with AEW. Yeah, if uh, if it's Osprey, I think we know what our all in main event is. I think we know who's headlining yeah. that thing. It's going to be Osprey and Danielson for the AEW World Championship. Oh, that means gonna... Danielson's the champ going into it. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, you give Osprey the the big victory of like that's the it gets the win. That's the first time he wins the title there. I think Danielson's the champ going in. Would you do heel Danielson? Hell yeah, I'd do heel Danielson. Danielson's already a heel. He came out of the heel tunnel until they took the tunnels away. That's right, he did. But I mean, reinforce the 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 heel Danielson. Yeah, I, I think I would do that too. Danielson wins the the C two, 
beats MJF and you know holds the title all the way to all in just has cool matches because it's Brian Danielson and he holds the title all the way to all in puts Osprey over and that's the end of his run really because the deal's up at September so that would be that would be it for for Brian as a full-time guy he gets the headline the biggest show of the year in front of the biggest crowd gets to have a match against Will Ospreay, which is a dream match and goes out. That's, that's it. That's a, it's a good, uh, it's a fitting end for Brian Danielson and a fitting beginning for Will Ospreay as the new AW champion. You're welcome. TK. Yeah. But then we got to get through the entire spring to get there. Yeah. We get banger ass Brian Danielson matches. What are we talking about? No, I meant the will parts. Uh, gotta, well, just, Will Ospreay wins a bunch, and then he's his Will, Will and Jericho for five months. Let's go, Will Ospreay and Chris Jericho matches again. I am very I curious. Know. I'm very curious to see what Will Ospreay looks like as a weekly television star. I, I had doubts when with like Kenny and the Bucks. I think Kenny's done very well. The Bucks they're barely on weekly. Um, uh, Kenny's done well as a, a weekly guy, but I, I'm curious to see what Will looks. like. I think he'll be okay. He's improved as a promo. People love the bruv. Uh, you can just throw it out there and get a nice reaction. So I think I think it'll be okay. Um, but I do wonder what like Will Osprey looks like as a weekly kind of television guy. Get ready to say bruv a lot on your on your shows. That's cool. That's like, I, I pop for that shit, man. Oh my god! It, it gets to a point where I'm just like, it, it becomes what do you want to talk about territory? <laughs> Will and Hangman be fun. Be fun. That would be good. Yeah. But, uh, Will's gonna have great matches. I, I, you know, should I, should I do this? Uh, I do this like, oh no, he didn't go to WWE. He's running from the grind. Look at this dude, Kevin Durant to the Warriors over here. Oh, cool. We're just gonna get a bunch of great Will Osprey matches. He's gonna rack up more five star matches. Doesn't go to WWE where he could, you know, elevate uh, the promotion and try to have good matches there and have more five star matches than the entire company in existence. He just, oh, cool, Will Ospreay doing more Will Ospreay things. Oh, so so fun. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be disappointed if if it's Will Ospreay. There, I said it. Will Ospreay versus Jeff Jarrett. Ten rule, honestly. Elevate versus my world and elevate in a in a. They got to tag up. Oh, let's go. If we hear elevate every week, I'm I'm happy with that. So that song bangs. That song rules. It's a good song. Yeah, just don't bang to that song. It's too fast. Mm, well, get get on you know good level there, Joel. I think you just outed how how you fuck. First of all, how dare you? <laughs> Second of all, I'm not continuing this conversation. <laughs> Will Osprey running from the grind. I'm saying it right now. That's right. Will Osprey versus the rated R superstar Adam Copeland oh. promo off every single week. Oh God! Don't need Let's do that. that. You got to do. You got to do a Jericho feud. You got to do a, a Copeland feud. You, we we did the Jericho feud, but like we got to really expand on it. You got to you got to bring on everyone. You got to do a Jake Hager feud. So Tony's going to be like, "Here's your challenge. You have to have five star matches with Jake Hager." And Will's just like, "Bro, I quit." Does Hager still wrestle? Like, is that a thing? Who knows? Probably, allegedly, didn't he? I don't know. I I actually think like Os- Osprey can have a good match against anybody. So uh, Osprey and Copeland, Jeff Feather Driver saying Osprey and Copeland would rule unironically. It would be a good match. Osprey can have a good match against anybody. I'm not like super down on Adam Copeland as a worker or anything. Just I don't find him all that interesting. 
Okay, so Will Ospreay and Pretty Peter Avalon. Okay. Put um, Osprey in ROH. Yeah? yeah. The, it's, it's Ring Osprey Honor? There you go. Yeah. Put him in ROH. Learn. He's uh, got to learn how to work first, kid. That's <laughs> right. Have him start fresh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Build yourself Got to learn the cameras. Yeah. Build yourself up. Go in ROH. Will Ospreay versus Parker Bordeaux. Osprey and Kingston would be fantastic. That that promo Eddie cut last night after ROH finally got itself uploaded was uh, was fantastic. Whose internet was that that did that? <laughs> I like how they got like a week to get this show in, and like they know when it's supposed to go up and stuff. And for some reason, <laughs> scrambling at like six fifty nine. I'm like, fuck, we forgot to upload the video. We forgot to put uh, ROH up this week. Shit. They were at the AEW community event and someone just like, oh shit, oh fuck, oh shit, oh fuck. <laughs> ran, ran to a computer just to press I'm play. Sure, like, I'm sure there's more into it than just like uploading a YouTube video. Like, I assume it's a little bit more difficult than that. Maybe not, but like. I don't know. think it's really that bad. If, you, if, if they could do it on, on Impact, then I think that ring of honor could do it on their service it would legitimately just be like if we you know well you know when we did uh um uh, newsworthy and it went up every saturday at like 10 o'clock if all of a sudden at like uh you know 9 59 we recorded that show friday morning all of a sudden at uh 9 59 joel you're just like oh no forgot to upload newsworthy this week it's like i just do it right afterward like you've done before yeah they forgot to maybe that's what happened they forgot to fall back Maybe that was like the, two weeks uh, ago, but yeah, I was gonna say someone didn't turn off their computer until recently, and the the effect only took place when they rebooted, yeah. and then they realized that they screwed up. Yeah. What else from Full Gear? We have a great lineup at Full Gear. Yeah, we do. I don't know. We that. Why the, do you the, hate this pay per view, Joel? It's not that I hate it. it sounds it's, like you're a hater. No, stop it. I'm yeah. actually looking forward to the show. Kind I'm uh, something that you and I talked about was the idea that this is a. Uh, this this is a show that has no normal matches other than the six man with uh, Adam Copeland. I mean that's so. really normal. That's that's got that's got Adam Copeland in it. It's got a dinosaur <laughs> in it, Joel. That ain't normal. A literal dinosaur. Yeah. That's right. Uh, who's going to be the partner for MJF? Are we still trying to figure that out? Is it Mimosa Joe? I think it's Joe. He just shows up and just helps him win, and is like, "You owe me now, dude," and that's it. Do you think Joe shows up at the top of the match or does he come out in the middle to get the hot tag? I think he shows up at the top. Like MJF comes out and they're ready to start the match and then Joe's music hits and comes out. For those who are calling me out on the the, the matches thing, every match is a title match or a stipulation match, except for the six-man tag that we just mentioned, the uh, Copeland match. Yeah, that's what Joel meant by normal. Yes. It's got a Uh, step or a title. Cassidy and Moxley. I'm looking forward to that. That's a match that we've been waiting to see. And Orange Cassidy is, he's got a chip on his shoulder this time. Things are a little bit different for him. And Moxley is Moxley. The match, uh, the tag match from Dynamite, you know, told some pretty good stories. Hook ate another L, which I didn't hate. He did it by looking good in defeat. Uh, so yeah, what do you think? Moxley and, uh, and, and Orange Cassidy one more time. I kind of think Orange Cassidy wins. I know like most people are leaning towards Moxley of like, all right, let's just basically go back to uh, where they were at all out with Moxley winning and then move forward. It kind of feels like, <clears throat> kind of feels like Orange Cassidy 
wins this one and like does get that get that win back and maybe they run it back uh yeah, maybe maybe they run it back at the the next pay per view and do the the rubber match between it. But I kind of think Orange Cassidy wins this one. Yeah, I could see that, and I wouldn't hate it either. I would like to see, uh, I would like to see an Orange Cassidy that continues to build on whatever this character is that he's doing. He's a little bit more of a jerk these days, so it'd be nice to see it. Um, Hangman is where we talked about. Uh, what else on this? I mean, Tony Storm and Sheeta. I'm not super duper happy that. She just kind of taken a backseat to being the champion in her own world title match. So it's all about Tony Storm. Does Tony Storm lose and go deeper into madness? Or does she win and we start the, the whole all about Eve storyline continuing on with Mariah May? I think she wins. And <clears throat> I hope they got a plan for Sheeta to, to just not they don't they can't put her on dark to win a bunch of matches anymore. So I just hope they got a plan for Sheeta after this. In case of emergency, break sheet of glass. Get it? It's a sheet of glass. It's real glass, by the way. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it, by the way. Yeah, I got it. And then, of course, the TBS championship. I think this is Julia Hart's to win. I think because she didn't win it the last time, people were very excited for her. She's shown a lot of growth. We talked about this on Wednesday. Statlander is, is good. I think Sky Blue does factor into the finish somehow, hopefully not wearing the Scooby-Doo gear. And then we get... New chance popped me so much when she was wearing the Scooby Doo gear on Wednesday because I know you were like seething at home watching, just absolutely losing it. Yeah, just like why the fuck she wearing that gear? So mad that she wears the Scooby Doo gear. Why are you a hater, Joel? It's just so easy. It's so much easier to be a hater. It is. I mean, factual, but that doesn't mean you should do it. Anyway, I, and I agree with Dave in the chat saying Tony's better without the title. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, I she like doesn't need it. She, she doesn't need it, but like she's gonna she's gonna win it. I actually don't know. It, I it's a toss up. I'm leaning towards her winning though. What if the story is actually that she is going to get uh, what's the word? Not coach, but um, basically direct Mariah May into winning the title herself mm. and then Tony can take it off of Mariah. What if we're really just flipping this on its head? So Tony doesn't win at full gear. Instead, Sheeta retains Mariah may and Tony storm do their whole thing. And then she coaches Mariah to become a great wrestler, but not too great because Mariah wins the title. And then Tony just takes it right off of her. Okay. I, I see what you're going for with that i don't think that's the the play but i see i see where you're going with that i don't think it is either but if that is what we're if, if we're gonna change it up a little bit from what everyone's talking about all about eve and you know single white female and all that stuff it could change it a little bit make maybe make it a little different i wouldn't hate that all right i i see what you're going for with it i i think that uh i think tony's winning though i think tony's winning what do you think? New tag champs? We got a whole whack of people to choose from. Kings of the Black Throne, FTR, La Faxion and Gobernables, and of course, champions, Ricky Starks, Big Bill. I wouldn't hate seeing Kings of the Black Throne take this titles. I, I think Rue should shoot on everybody and win the match for himself. Let's I see what happens tonight on let's see what happens tonight on Collision when he faces Dax Hardwood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I think uh, House of Black wins. I think it's going to be a House of Black, Julia Hart kind of night. That's where I'm going. Yeah, I, I would like to see that. Although, does that mean that they're going to start working Wednesdays too, brother? 
Nah, dude, Ricky and Bill weren't working Wednesdays. Like I, I did almost say that too. <laughs> yeah, it's not like not like that. So. so so hold on. Do the trios titles become Wednesday thing and then the tag titles become a, a Saturday thing? Who are the oh I was like, who are the tag the team champions? Uh, I mean it's kind of been that way. The tag team yeah. when was the last time the tag team titles were on a Wednesday? Even when FTR had them, they were Saturday exclusive, so it's it's kind of been that way for for a little while. I think it, you gotta you gotta also like the winner of this is gonna face the Bucks, right? So who are or, or Jericho, Jericho and, Omega. and Omega? So like who who do they want to work with? Type of thing might be a factor into this as well. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the show. There are a lot of good matches coming up. Is there anything else that you're really looking forward to? Is Sting gonna go through a, a big table of some sorts? Uh. D- I'm looking forward to see if Ric Flair bumps. Just have him come out to the ring and then walk away slowly. I think the biggest selling point on this show is almost the devil stuff. And that's not like, it's not a bad thing, honestly, because typically the biggest selling point in AEW shows are, Hey, here's this. You're looking forward to these matches. You're going to get great matches. And there are some great matches on the show. I, I suspect it'll be another great wrestling pay-per-view. Like all these wrestlers are really good, but I like that there is something of like, Ooh, what's going to happen with this devil thing as well. They've, they've had the long running thread with that. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a nice little hook besides the typical, here's some cool matches. You're going to get some, some really good in ring action. I'm not looking forward as much to the matches. Really, like, I like Swerve and Hangman, but I kind of talked about why I'm a little, uh, not down, but a, l- a little just my thoughts on that overall. Jay and MJF should be good, but it feels very foregone conclusion that MJF is going to win. Um, Mox and Orange Cassidy is kind of the, the most hype match I'm, I'm for, and that's a rematch. Like, they, the action should be good. And it's an AEW pay-per-view. You rarely see like a bad in-ring AEW pay-per-view. The build's been fine for the most part, a little wonky areas, but like the devil stuff's been the most intriguing kind of stuff. And so what are they going to pay that off with? Are they going to pay it off on Saturday? You're of the belief that they're not. I, I'm kind of coming around that they're not. I really am. But I also think maybe they need to. Why do you think they need to? I don't have, I guess it depends on who it is. I don't know how much legs this kind of stuff has. Like you can only do attacks so many times. What, what else is there with the devil? So you can only tease it for so long before finally it's like, okay, you got to reveal something like you can only stretch out a reveal for so long. This is what's very frustrating about uh, long-term storytelling or just long-term booking last month at wrestle dream or I guess it's almost two months ago now. Uh, no, it was the beginning of October. Anyway, I wrestle dream. The show ended with them ripping apart the ring to do the fi- the finish in that match. This devil, the, whether it's the reveal or just if the devil comes out at the end of the night with the henchman, this would have been the perfect show to tear up the ring and brutalize somebody. But if they do it again, that's just lazy because we just did it. Can you do that at World's End? Sure. That's still a little bit too close to having just done it. The reveal should be something that's brutal to prove a point. I don't know what else you can do 
to have a brutal reveal like that. What if, what if MJF and the devil are standing face to face to close the show, right? And MJF is going to reach for the devil hand and the devil stops him. And then the devil rips off MJF's face. Oh, the old face off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan of that. Yeah. MJF gets his face ripped off live on (laughs) pay-per-view. I'm just thinking, you know, even funnier than that, he goes to rip off the mask and the, the, he takes off the mask. He takes off the hood and, and the devil is MJF staring back at him. But because it's in the ring, the crowd has no idea because it's just some dude wearing a green like mask or a green head cover because they have to superimpose the face using AI technology. So the crowd's just like, but meanwhile, the rest of the people at home are like losing their shit. Like, oh, it's it's MJF. How is this possible? And that's how we go off the air. What if he rips the devil mask off and it's Lance Von Eric? We're not in the right uh, territory for that. Sure we are. They got to be in Texas. They're spending most of December in Texas. That's when you can do it. Lance Von Eric's the devil. Everybody can confirm. It's Doja Cat. Man, if they got Doja Cat, it'd be be sweet, honestly. Anyway, uh, we'll see. Full Gear is going to be a good show. Uh, Collision to be long. I'll be in bed in time. Uh, Media calls. No. At least, Jeremy, at least it's a Saturday. Yeah, look, I'm I'm very thankful that it is a Saturday and it's not a Sunday, and then I got to get up and do this show the next morning. Not that I mind doing this show, but like it's just it makes for very long. At least I can sleep in on Sunday. The wife is very gracious of like you better sleep or I'm gonna beat you up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Get some rest on that Sunday. Uh, over on the SmackDown side of things, LA Knight takes on the Jimmy Uso, and then Solo Sokoa is back. So uh, it's gonna be a bloodline heavy show without Roman Reigns. I don't even know what else they're going to do tonight. It's very rare that they haven't announced a little bit more before the afternoon, but here we are. And then Collision has a full card announced. Rampage has a full card announced. Renee's sitting down with everyone, with uh, with Jay White and with MJF. And then everything else is on the internet. <laughs> Rules that, uh, yeah, Collision and SmackDown are heads into head tonight, everybody. Yeah. Like, just heads up for everyone. I don't know if, you know... Have you gotten your media advisory uh, by AEW to remind everyone that Collision is live tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern on TNT, special Friday night edition of AEW Collision, live from the Kia Forum in Los Angeles, followed by AEW Collision, which is live tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern on TNT, is a live episode of AEW Rampage at 10 p.m. Eastern on TNT. And then it'll be the countdown to AEW Full Gear. We have a special three and a half hour block of AEW programming tonight, beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern, live on TNT. Have you gotten your media advisory to tweet that out, Joel? No, I usually wait for John Alba to do that. Okay, I'm just just so everyone knows, you know, our our coordinated media tweets here. uh, You will be seeing that. uh, Can you just remind me when we go off the here to tell you a really funny story about media tweets? Sure. (laughs) When we're done. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, yeah. Collision tonight. Smackdown tonight. Smackdown's just like here's LA Knight and Jimmy Uso. Whatever. Most people are gonna watch our show anyway. <laughs> Rules. <laughs> it's fine. They'll do some good stuff, and then they'll talk about the backlash going to France, as reported by Fightful Select. Ho ho ho. I don't know so, if they're gonna uh, talk about that at all. 
they'll 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 gloss through it. They'll be like as announced earlier this week. Da 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 da. We're coming to yeah, France. True. They'll they'll do a thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, looking forward to that. That's that's good. Listen, Nick Khan's getting his PLE site fee money, so I'm sure he's excited for that. Three PLEs already announced internationally for 2024. That's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to full gear. Looking forward to talking about all the stuff on Monday when we're back in the weeds. We might not even have a guest at that point because we can go three hours just talking about everything we're about to watch for the next 48 hours. Jeremy, plug it and let's go home. What are we plugging? I don't know. The site, the things we do. Rob and Maggie are live at 3 o'clock. Yeah, coexisting 3 p.m. Eastern with Rob and Maggie. Everyone go check that out. Check out all the other stuff on Fightful Overbooked. I don't know. Go to Fightful.com. I've decided I am doing the interview at 1 o'clock, so I should probably like prepare a little bit for that. Uh, big so- time. WWE superstar. Big time. One of the world's best WWE superstars. Wow. You're definitely, I'm not going to say anything because I just, I had the perfect one, but I would give it away. Instead, go enjoy the big time. Uh, I am actually not Becky Lynch. I will say that it's not Becky Lynch. No, I wanted to get people thinking. No, I don't want to, I don't want to disappoint anybody by thinking (laughs) that it's Becky Lynch. She has wrestled Becky Lynch. I give a little bit. She has wrestled Becky Lynch this year. There you go. Wow. Trish Stratus. That's a big get for you. Uh, I, I, just, I would die. Oh my God. Like, like teenage me would just be like, Trish, Trish, I love you so much. Apparently I met Trish in 2007 and I never knew. Like I saw an old photo from like a college roommate that we're not friends anymore. I just saw an old photo. I was like, I was at that signing. Anyway. Uh, I like Van Vliet. Van Vliet interviewed her and like, you know, like you were like a lot of people's crush and she's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like respect for her. Just saying that. I think everyone. It's good stuff. <laughs> Trish was um, on a different level. I mean, yeah, she was. Yeah. She brought a lot of people to a lot of things. Full yeah. gear is on Saturday nights. Go enjoy it. I am at Joel Burrell, J O E L P E A R L. On your way out, leave a thumbs up. And of course, subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked. Uh, that's all I got, ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your wrestling. We'll see you on Monday live, bright and early at 10 a.m. Eastern. Elevated, da 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 da.